Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Infinity. This is a role-playing podcast in which the players enter a world of endless imagination and infinite possibilities. So what's the objective of this podcast? Well, I love video games and podcasts. So I thought, why not blend the two? Join in on the journey and enjoy the ride. Press start to begin. Hello, hello. Welcome players, one and all. My name is Joy Infinity, and my pronouns are she and her. And today is an online multiplayer episode. And the guest player that we have on today is truly a gift, a wonderful person. I'm going to ask the guest player what their player ID name is, their pronouns, their powers and abilities, and what is our social bond? So guest player, would you like to introduce yourself? My name is Shanae W25. My pronouns are she and her. And our social bond is that we are good friends and food buddies. Yes. Yes, we are. Oh, my God. And would you like to just briefly say how we even met each other? Like how we even know each other in real life? You know what? This is a funny story. I think (laughs) we went to uh, New York Comic Con. I think it was a couple of years ago. And this is when around the time we were still able to get in (laughs) because the tickets are like crazy. And I met Joy Infinity through Hungry Bleak and our our mutual friend Kia. And who will be on the show eventually soon. (laughs) Which I am excited for. And we just started talking about like comics, started talking about games, mainly talked about games first. Mm. Because you were just getting into comics at that point, like hardcore. So Mm. we were talking about games and I'm like, where have you been all my life? (laughs) And I kept asking you that, like, I hope, I hope I didn't annoy you that whole day. Just asking the same question. I'm like, Joy, where have you been all my life? Like, like, we're kindred spirits. Like, this is so, it's so hard to find kindred spirits. (laughs) I was stuck across the uh, river (laughs) sitting at home being sad that I also did not know anyone who was the same way in terms of liking video games and comics and Mm -hmm. being a whole black woman and just trying to find their way in this world I didn't have that in high school and middle school and for for sure not in adulthood so yeah when I did meet you and Kia I was like we do exist outside of my room like not just the internet but I can really go and see other women prosper and thrive and Mm -hmm. and it's not a waste of time like how adults aka like our parents yeah Yeah. and And it's funny that I still have the uh I still have the picture of all four of us just all in black so everything was so convenient for some reason where like we just met you Mm-hmm. and we were all wearing black yep. <laughs> and it wasn't blue planned. jeans it was not planned and I just kept asking I'm like where have you been all my life where have you been all my life and then I met the wonderful Tingtastic yes. and I'm like where has she been all my life? 
me and you both we were asking that where have you where has she been all my life well clearly I had to understand who I am as a person Mm. because I would have never met her if I didn't you know take that journey of like who are you really joy like who are you really and then I was like you know what let's just give it a go like one day I will most likely share our love story and how that yes, came to be. I would love to hear that. <laughs> and every time I do tell so people cute together, like I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And I, I would have never in my life ever thought that I would have in, been in a relationship like the one mm-hmm. I'm in now, but thank God. But I was messing <laughs> with all these bogus dudes in Jersey, like clearly was not the right look was not the move for me so and even even talking about the hungry bleak like our story didn't even know that we Mm. were near each other and even related until probably the year before so and I think that was a surprise to him too because he I remember him talking about and I'm like wow that's that's kind of crazy but I mean that's crazy in a good way because not not a lot of people that you meet that happen to be fan members doesn't turn out to be the way that you you know imagine it to be it was like oh we're gonna hang out we're gonna do this we're gonna do that and sometimes this doesn't happen because life happens mm-hmm. so you know for you guys to connect and then to stay connected that's a that's a bless that's a blessed thing oh yeah because like I know I mentioned before and just I guess side quest a little bit um yeah <laughs> my grandma was the one who was like oh you know so and so they live near you and you guys are cousins I'm like who are you talking about and she was saying like oh it's his name is little tone or whatever and I was like well what is that who is that (laughs) oh you know he's your cousin from so and so okay so where does he where do they live like what 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 oh they live in the same state as you and how come you've never met before I'm like I've never seen this man in my life and then she's like, oh yeah, just reach out to him on whatever. And then we did. And then I was like, oh my God, he literally could have been my older brother. Like he, right. the connection, it wasn't, it wasn't awkward at all meeting him. And like mm-hmm. we met up at, in um, Koreatown, we pigged out and he was like, like the, probably the first person I told about my relationship. And, mm-hmm. and he, and I was so scared then like, oh my God, I don't know. I never met this man. <laughs> Yeah. What's his what is his response to me and my relationship he's like okay that's cool I'm like oh. yes because that's the, that's the thing about we're gonna I'm gonna actually shorten his name we're gonna call him bleak right yes, so the bleak. thing about <laughs> the thing about bleak is that he's very humble yes so and humble. he's oh very God. like he gives off this aura like you can talk to him about things and he's not so shut off you know what I mean? Because he mm. oh, he's very welcomed and he's well, very open. And he's like, okay, well, like you got an issue, then, you know, we can talk about it and, you know, get into things. Because I actually had a podcast with him on his show like two weeks ago. And we were just talking about all the things. And even before and after the show, we were talking and we kind of forgot to record a little bit. <laughs> See, look, this is why I pressed the button because I, I, I saw it. I saw it within 10 minutes of our conversation. I was like, oh, you know what? I'm losing quality gold here. Yeah. <laughs> press the button. And you know how I met him. I met him through Kia. And then how I met Kia is I, I met Kia through an artist named Sean Aline. Like I just, oh, like I was yeah, just, just meeting people and me and Kia clicked and we've been friends for years. And then me and uh, Bleak clicked and then we've mm. been friends for years. And then me and you clicked. And it's been like, what, two years now? Two, three years now since we even... <laughs> connected I yeah feel like it's been more, why I feel like it's been more than that 
probably but the way that we are it's gonna feel longer and I remember us actually having this conversation too I was like you know what where have you been all my life yes that's a good question but mm. after talking throughout that whole day I'm like you know what Joy it feels like we've known each other for, for longer than than like six hours <laughs> yeah and I and I and it's something where in adulthood they don't explain that either mm-hmm. I've never met other people where it just felt so naturally like it was supposed to happen that right and of course not like this I'm in a I mean I am a romantic kind of person but I was just like it it didn't feel forced it didn't feel like oh now I gotta I gotta figure out how to awkwardly make friends with this person it was just like oh yeah and it's, it's weird that you say that because I'm a socially awkward person so I mean you wouldn't believe it because of how well we clicked but you know, growing up, I was very shy. I'm still shy, but not to like the point of saying no to everything. But, mm. you know, I was very shy growing up and just making, you know, I'm being nice to everybody, of course, because I, you have to be to like, if you want respect, you have to give respect, right? So growing up, I was very shy. I was very socially awkward. I was always worrying about, okay, did I say something wrong? if this person reacts in a certain way, because I tend to watch their their look on their face as well. So yeah. it's like, did I say something wrong? I hope I didn't say anything. Like, I'm always questioning myself. I'm getting out, out of that now as an adult, but yeah. me being an Aquarian, I'm always misunderstood. So mm. <laughs> that is good. I am always a misunderstood one. So it's, it's uh, I made a lot of interesting I've met a lot of interesting people that way. And then I've lost a couple of friends that way too, sadly, because of the the miscommunication and the misunderstood nature of me, I guess. But it's just me being very socially awkward. It may not be a sad thing. I mean, if you had to lose those people, those people had to go. Like, Well, yeah, you got that point. (laughs) To make you stronger, to make you a better person. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not like we were supposed to keep the friends that we have forever. Like, not everybody deserves to be in our forever. Right. And I think that's a lesson that, for me, I have to learn as a person. That is like, I have to let go of these people. No matter how much it hurts, you just have to kind of let it go. Like, let go, let God, or whatever you believe in. Just live your life, you know. Like Is that? something that you've acquired in terms of your powers like your because your powers here lists (laughs) chilled out and I want to know the chilled out power what is that what does that consist of just just me kind of like going with the wind like like literally just like going with the flow of things and I'm learning not to push back just just let things happen as they were I mean if it's really meant to work out then it's meant to be if it's not meant if it is, you know, you're trying to work at something and it doesn't work out, then there's a reason for that. So, you know, it's just, it's just me chilling, man. Like stress, stress-free life. That's my goal. <laughs> I just trying to chill out. I mean, if, if I had a secondary power, I would love to control the weather. That'd be nice. Get that storm oh. thing in. <laughs> Goodness gracious. I, I would appreciate you being the, the best storm in my life. I, I hope I can. Like if I had some powers, like just, just you know, keep keep my hair, you know, as curly and kinky as possible. But you can turn it white. I'm yeah. okay. <laughs> look, and and the way that we both physically look in the real world, we 
already are manipulating time because none of us appear to be our human ages. So mm-hmm. I feel like we truly can live almost forever. Because like romantic. <laughs> yeah, because we don't look at all like we would, not to be like we are, I mean, we could lie and be like, we're 58 right now, but no. <laughs> like, no, you you lying. You're like 23. You're like, get out of here with that. <laughs> and I'm just like, ah, no. Even when I was on stream, like uh, on Thursday, I know this guy and he was like, oh, you know, because me and you are the same age. And I was like, boy, bye. I'm literally like <laughs> t- five years, five, six years older than you. And he's like, what? And I'm like, bro, we're going to keep doing this dance until we die. Like, I'm literally this age. We're not in the same. We weren't in the same grade. Literally yep. this age. <laughs> I actually have a couple of friends who are older than me. Um, mm. And my partner, he's older than me, only by like three years. But I remember uh, Bleak is actually in that category because when I first met him, mm. I was talking to Kia about it. And I'm like, how? Like he, he mentioned his age. And I'm like, no, he's not. No, he's not. He's he will continue. <laughs> he to mention it. I'm like, bro, you are not. No, no you're not. You're like, you're, you're like our age. Get out of here with that. So, and so then... Wait, since we're speaking about ages, my virtual age, and I, I know I probably, maybe I explained it, but I will continue to explain it until mm-hmm. this podcast is like into the stars. Um, <laughs> my virtual age here is 25 years old mm-hmm. because I felt like at 25 is when I, I really felt like myself. Right. Like I, I felt the most Janelle Monet awakening and and being like all right you know what life is truly like I am the main character in this video game story and I need to Mm -hmm. like figure that out and that's when I was like well let me figure out about what I really like and what where I want to go and travel and all that stuff so Mm -hmm. even though my real age is not 25 but virtually (laughs) I will I I felt like the the best joy at 25 right so do you have like a virtual age it could always change but mine's it's, consistently 25 right now. Mine's is just changing because every year I'm just striving to grow as a better person, trying to grow as a kinder person to myself because I'm very hard on myself. So, you know, I just try to learn as I go, as I grow and get older. I just, like, I just, you know, everything goes with age and age actually goes with wisdom. Like you learn more as you grow. I know that my partner is three years older but he looks younger like he yes. actually looks like he's either a little bit younger than me or and I look like I'm 16 but some people like for some reason people still think I'm like 16 to 18 and I'm like thank you but yes. you know <laughs> but for him it's like he looks like he's still in his 20s and he's like getting he look good yeah right <laughs> I'm gonna say then, Lord you know. Kabuto I mean I'm just referring to that might be one of his no, that's his name. You was it that might on. be his, yeah. his screen name when I get him uh-huh. on the show too? <laughs> Lord Cabotel can get it. <laughs> he picked a good one, and he picked a good one. Like, he picked a fine one. But uh, <laughs> it's funny because I always joke around with him. I was like, you know, Joy Infinity got a little crush on you, and it's like but, that. That means that means I did good. <laughs> yes, and and I hope that goes for everyone. I'm gonna make this statement because I find it so funny. I followed this person on Twitch and I want to shout their name out, but I don't want to like get it wrong. And they do astrology mm-hmm. and they read me for filth on my astrology. 
and they were just like Tauruses are hoes like you guys you guys flirt so much but you're not like you're you're obviously you're very like loyal and you're mm-hmm. you're stubborn and I was like oh my god but when it does come to other species of you know now at this point I'm I am of the bisexual yeah. I got eyeballs I got four eyes I can see you like <laughs> you see me I see you I can see you and I know what fine look like I've seen mm-hmm. it in all sorts of different ethnicities of peoples mm-hmm. I mean, it's fine but I ain't gonna do nothing I can look not, yeah, I yeah. can look but not touch because I don't want to die <laughs> and I can't go to prison because I am no I I took it as a compliment and he takes it as a compliment because you know yes he's a nice looking guy and sometimes he doesn't think so and it's like no you are and you know if there's women on the train looking at you from what you tell me then that that signifies that you are a nice looking guy we're not looking out of boredom yeah right (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) and I and I and I I thought that that was something that I could contribute to the world too where Mm -hmm. I didn't think much of myself as like oh you're so cute joy blah 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 yeah it's the same thing here yeah yeah it was just like ah who's looking at me but then I was like you know what the least I can do because I I've noticed that in my life is like there's so many people that do have low Mm self-esteem and I'm like but again like you were so pretty like you were so cute you were so fun and then mm-hmm. you know with and, and I know that just with men like with women men they may not say it but yeah. they, feel the they same. internalize it mm-hmm. they and, internalize and, it you know uh gender non-conforming people so I'm just like if I can at least spread a little bit of positivity and it's free to give a compliment and obviously I'm not going to be a sexual deviant yeah yeah no girl and boy I want to lick you no we don't need all of that and that's the the range I need to I'm trying to find the line between Mm -hmm. I don't want it to come off as I'm trying to do you yeah also like "Eh, yeah but just no dap dap yourself up man like you are a handsome person and yeah you know, I, I I do want you to know that I have eyeballs. I got four eyes, and we're like, we all see. And we can all see. <laughs> and the thing is, is that you're not the only one. Like I have um my best friend from college. She's a Taurus too. I have two best hey. friends who are are Tauruses. That's why me and you are like like this. Nobody can see what I'm doing, but we're crossing <laughs> hands and crossing fingers and stuff. That's why we're like we're we're cool. But when they first met him, they was like Shanae, you did good. Yes. <laughs> he's like yes. he's 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 nice looking. <laughs> and i'm I'm hoping it's not to the point where because i'm always like all right well there's oh there can be where you one partner knows that the other partner's fine and then they'll be like well well why are you with me kind of deal and i've seen that obviously in movies and stuff but i never want it to be like that where it's like oh well you know our insecurities get so rattled where we're like Mm -hmm. why are you with me like why are there's something about me that you're here for but yeah do I deserve I mean, that and you're like right no. I feel like that's a that's a natural feeling though especially mm-hmm. when um when you are coming from a place where you're very insecure about who you are as a person as well as how you look mm-hmm. I know for me growing up like yeah I'm shy I was shy socially awkward and this is me dealing with it as an adult now but I'm dealing with it better now than I did back then but I also had insecurities like everybody else so, you know, for me, I had insecure uh, in my looks and my confidence in terms of my skills of what, what I'm able to do. 
like, you know, not aside from me just being a painter, but just me having a natural skill. Can I cook? Can I do, can I, uh, you know, do something big, like something mundane that you have to learn as you get older. But, you know, it's just the fact that as you, as again, as you get older, you start to really accept yourself more. You start to look at yourself and you give yourself affirmations if you want to, but you also kind of look at yourself and it's like, you know, I'm cool. I'm just going to chill. Like ride yeah. with the wind, see, go with the flow, see what happens. And then, you know, that's, that kind of happens. And I'm in that place right now where I'm like, you know what? I am a nice looking person. You are. I do have, I do, I I am an artist. I'm always growing, so I can't stay stagnant. I'm always going to grow and learn my skills. I am awkward in talking, but I'm learning how to talk how to talk so that people can understand me <laughs> without mm-hmm. any misconceptions. Like I'm learning about myself as I go. And the whole thing with the Kofefe, it kind of opened up a lot of things, Ooh. not about me, but just a lot of things just in general of how the society kind of views things now. And it kind of opens that door for people to really learn about themselves. And, you know, you have to deal with harsh truths about like, okay, what is your dark side? What is your good side? What is, what is something that you're most afraid of? What is something that you're most proud of? So it's like, these are a lot of things that you have to ask. And then you have to ask yourself about your friends. Like, okay, well, these are people in my corner. I know these are people in my corner. These are people that are, you know, not in my corner. They they came for a season. Yeah. Some people are around for a minute or two. Some people are around for a season to teach you lessons about life. And other people are around you for a lifetime. You just have to figure out which is which. So that's something that I had to learn and I'm still learning as, as, you know, as you get older, you still learn these things and you just learn about yourself. And again, you just go with the flow and just chill. (laughs) The wisest word spoken from one of the best Aquariuses I know. I try to be. (laughs) Girl, God sent me so many Aquarian souls in my life he was like first of all yo daddy gonna be Aquarius I was like Jesus <laughs> and then my best all my best friends basically are Aquarius and I was like oh thank it's you it's the opposite all my best friends are Tauruses like Look, most of them are only one is is a Gemini <laughs> we we as Tauruses I say we as in me I feel like I've been put on this earth to essentially have my life be an example of happiness but because Mm. I don't remember oppression um in my (laughs) in my childhood I remember yeah there are times where I didn't get my way I remember that but mostly my name my real name joy I'm grateful for it because I don't I don't feel any malice or evil or negativity when I wake up it's just like hey how can I be the best me and what can I do that makes myself happy without trampling other people over? Right. And I feel like my, the way that I've been living life or just, you know, being my natural self is like, people could take that as jealousy. Like, oh, I don't know why she's so happy. Cause I've had that said to me, like, I don't know why you so happy all the time. Like, have you seen me? Like, do you know who I am? <laughs> but, <laughs> like you're the embodiment of joy. And I always tell yeah. you that you are your namesake. You're like, you're a big ray of sunshine. Every time I'm talking to you, it makes me happy instantly. 
and I'm I'm like I said I'm chilled out for the most part I'm very chilled but when you come into the picture I'm like bouncing off of walls laughing and crying like laughing and crying and happiness and I love that and I'm hoping like if that's God's gift that he gave me that I'm blessed to share it with everybody else because it's not something that I want to keep to myself and mm-hmm. for me I'm like everyone deserves happiness and if right. I have to be not have to be but if I can be the one to like inject that into your life when you don't have something like that in your life on a, on a regular then I'm here to be like hey why don't you do that why don't and you take a, a chance? natural thing too on top of that it's a yeah. very natural thing for you, in you you know like yeah. I I believe and and I wouldn't it's oh, not like you. I, well, I mean, have you seen you? Like, I mean, it ain't hard to not believe in you. Like the amount of skills, qual- like obviously not skills and quality, but I believed in you when I didn't even know who the heck you were. Like, honestly, I didn't mm. see no resume. I didn't see no C, C, V of like, here's her qualifications and blah, blah, blah. I was mm. like, she seems like a bomb human being. Like what, you know, I already was interested from jump and then when you were like oh and then I do I'm like oh and I have been in and I'm just like am I qualified to know you like do what like the amount of okay you know what what we're gonna do because we're sitting here like talking in virtual space can we go to the cafe yeah sure because I'm always hungry yes we're gonna go to we're gonna sit down and we're going to the cafe because I put in a order in advance and I got to pick it up Nice. and I'm going to hopefully have more. Maybe I can have another, another appetizer or something, but we could share appetizers or something, you know, we can can eat, we can eat. So let's put some hot cocoa. That's my thing. That's my jam. Oh my God. There's, there's (laughs) never, there's never a season where I don't want hot, uh, hot cocoa, hot chocolate. I mean, besides the summer for me, because it's too hot. I'd rather just drink chocolate milk or drink some like pomegranate or raspberry iced tea or something like that. Oh, you fancy. I'm a tea person. I love tea. You fancy. Okay. I mean, that's, that's the Aquarius. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm embracing my Aquarian side. I'm embracing my Aquarian. Not side, because all of me is Aquarian, but I'm embracing it. <laughs> I have not met not one Aquarius who don't like tea. <laughs> Literally, all of y'all love tea and water. And I'm like, okay, th- this is the liquid of your people. You gotta have your tea. <laughs> gotta have your water. So let's go to the cafe and we can have a cup of water and then a cup of tea. So yes. Let's get some hot cocoa in a mix. Yes. <laughs> So we are at the cafe. Thank you so much. You got you got any you got your water? You got your what what did, what did you order? I ordered some hot chocolate because I had an inkling for some chocolate. Nice. <laughs> I also got the liquid of your people. I'm gonna show you. Got some nice cold agua right here. Yes. And the chef was chefing it up. Chef Tastic. I'm gonna shout her out. She made this mac and cheese with this pesto oh that looks pasta good. yeah and i was like oh we got to go to the cafe because it, it, the order is ready to be picked up mm-hmm. um <laughs> so i was like let's let's go to the cafe and you know and this is a place of course we're going to continue our conversation we can talk about anything it's the cafe mm-hmm. not a problem i'm you see my mouth watering oh my god um, <laughs> goodness gracious aquarius and you being in my life and I'm being in your life like it's just 
it's been a blessing because we were able to get to know each other mm-hmm. and that's not something I've had since like college where you know because after college it's like all right well you got to go to work you got to find a job and then you have yeah. all these annoying Pretty straightforward yeah and then you're not really able to make friends like in at work in the job scenario I'm more like okay this is my coworker, and I may not like him and I may not like her but to have the time to make actual friends mm-hmm. like we're not in that setting anymore of course unless you go to conventions and you go to gaming things and you go to concerts and that's where I've been making friends so I think that was probably like my first comic-con experience really yeah. ever and to have met you and to have met you know and to be with to be in the presence of the hungry blake and to have met yeah. kia and then have met you and to have met regine like just just being all in that was just like yeah. quadruple the blessings that i i, I never even yeah. thought i could receive so it's and can just, we just talk about your talents too because girl, <laughs> girl i was like all of y'all can draw what the heck like, all of y'all are talented how how did i miss this talent train like i'm upset how please let's talk I about mean, that i mean Why? you're you're talented too miss podcast <laughs> i'm talented at talking that's it i can't draw. gaming streamer like like you're just going up the roof right now like you and i want to shout out my girl java chan like you two yes. are just like getting up there and it's like wow i'm just like in the presence of these two wonderful ladies doing their thing doing the gaming scene shout you know? to so it's like it's just having having fun i guess for me in terms of like drawing and like i've been drawing since i was little so I've been I didn't really get serious about it until college where I went for graphic design I'm okay with graphic design but I like illustration more I like painting more I like doing concepts and stuff like that more like I at one point I would like to make my own story so you know just kind of like doing doodles and just drawing characters coming out of my head at one point I did love drawing you know characters from Marvel and DC like I did like drawing fan art I'm at that point in my life now where I'm only drawing fan art for fun um not so much selling them anymore like I'd rather sell my own work and like just to see how people react and see how people like my my work and my interpretations of certain stories and things of that nature but I still do fan art just for fun like I I will forever draw photon aka Captain Marvel, aka Spectrum, aka Monica Rambeau, and I will forever draw a storm, you know, I mean, those two ladies are my favorite, and I will forever draw Wonder Woman, and you know how I feel about Wonder Woman, Nubia and Diana, so. (laughs) I was just about to break out the, um, the bookmark that I bought from you. Oh my god, what did you get? Did you get Diana or Nubia? I got Nubia. Okay. I yeah, that was my you. fun one. That was the, I think that was a fun part of doing bookmarks too, that I get to draw both of the Wonder Women. So. Because you were um, honestly the first exposure of Nubia mm-hmm. that I even knew of. Because oh, I really? Yeah. I was like, I didn't know. I honestly, I thought, I here it is. So uh, at first, <laughs> I thought that this was just like your interpretation of what wonder woman could be if she was black and i was like oh okay Mm -hmm. and then on the back you do write nubia wonder woman yeah in your signature and i was like well who was this 
And yep. then I looked into it. I was like, oh my God, there's a whole She's story. a whole other character. She's a whole character. <laughs> I had no idea. Because, yeah. you know, like you said, I, I wasn't, I didn't get into comics not because I, they were corny. I just didn't know that Black people made comics. Like, mm-hmm. in that there was a space for us to mm-hmm. be interested in comic books. And thank God for Hungry Bleak. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? And you you drew this? Like, you sketched this? You designed it? <sighs> I know this. Like, how do I know? Like, it's, it's so crazy. Like, so I'm, I'm very grateful to have that bookmark. I love using it. And just- So happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got, I got all these books up here I need to read. And I'm like, when I can sit down and, and chill out, use your power, I want to sit down and I want to look at greatness. And- I use your bookmark <laughs> to be like, okay, oh, I can get through. Oh, my heart, <laughs> girl, queen. It's just, it's it. It truly is like, just looking back over the last couple of years, it's like, wow, I. There's no way I could have done a lot of this on my own, and even just briefly going back to Jabatron, like, I don't know her, unless because I only I only know her because of you. Like, I've never yeah. met her in my life. But I feel like I've known her for a long time. And she that gives was, off that energy. That was your connection. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, how do I, go, how do I know Jabba Tony? Oh, obviously. Like, <laughs> and me uh, and her went to school together. And how we met is that we had a group called the Gaming Guild. And we actually played games. That's how we connected was through gaming. And then she, she was in the school for the same reasons for graphic design. And we kind of just went from there. And, you know, we all just, like, all of us was just into gaming. And the school that I went to, is, it was people from all walks of life, whether you were Black, whether you were white, whether you were Hispanic, whether you were Asian of like all walks of life, just of the diaspora. So just meeting different people was, that was a great experience for me because I, I get to meet people that I don't normally see around where I am and just being, you know, becoming friends with them and everything like that and staying connected with some, some of the people I went to school with. But for her, it was just an instant connection because we're we're both dorks. <laughs> like we love playing games. You love being all crazy and, and acting all dorky and stuff like that. She brings that out of me. It's like I'm just a dork. Like, yeah, I know. I'm just I just like to be all silly and stuff. And but, speaking of actual gaming, yeah. <laughs> you thrive. Both well, you, Cob- Lord Kabuto, Jabachan, like y'all seem to really thrive on video gaming and that's something that I did not see growing Mm. up as a young black woman I didn't know other I mean I knew other black women probably gamed but growing up I was like well clearly I'm like on some type of lone path where I'm never gonna find black women that play games or people that care about it as much as I do Mm -hmm. and you introduced me, of course, during this Kofefe quarantine, all that. And you've been, you were introducing it to me for a while. I'm mm-hmm. bringing up Final Fantasy 14. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> and because of you, like, I'm, I'm in it. Like, I'm in it. And I was in it. Like, definitely. <laughs> and now, for, it, for the most part, like, I do play it. But more so in the background, like, actually, when I'm editing the podcast. Yeah. So yeah. it's just nice to be able to do two things at once. And I, mm-hmm. I, I like that Final Fantasy 14 feels like a forever game to me. Yeah, 
it's I guess because of it being an MMO, because everything is always updating. And the game itself is pretty chill, but it can get really intense too, depending on the content that you play. Like if you want to just chill, you can like craft, you can gather, you can just talk with your friends on there, like your guild mates on there, or your LS. And the LS doesn't have to be a guild. It's just a group of people that you do a lot of content with. You just chill with them. And then if you want to get into like really hardcore content, you have like trials, raids, dungeons. Sometimes they'll be having some like big, events going on depending on the season and stuff like that or you can do pvp not a lot of people do pvp from my from my knowledge but it's there stands for player versus player there you go so you know you know like i don't do i don't do a lot of pvp in that game unless you're talking about destiny i like destiny too Mm, um but let's talk about destiny too (laughs) because that's another game y'all put me on to and i was like what yeah and the thing is is that i grew up playing final fantasy so i i grew up playing final fantasy i grew up playing street fighter i grew up playing tekken i grew up playing mortal kombat all sorts of games mario you name it i played it for some at, at a certain point in time and you know destiny 2 kind of just caught my attention and a certain cousin of yours another uh-huh. cousin of yours uh, I found out, I just found out that he was really into it. And I'm like, yo, where have you been? <laughs> that's that's Because I just got into it. And I have I have a friend that introduced me to it. And he was really, really, and he's still really in, into it. Like how 14 is my MMO, Destiny 2 is his MMO. So he got me into it. And then mm-hmm. as I'm playing it, I'm finding out about my partner played it before. And I didn't know until he told me like, oh yeah, I played Destiny 1. It was okay. Like he was giving me his opinions and stuff. I was like, wait, you played it before? He's like, yeah, and now I'm playing too because he never played two at that point. And then Java Chan played Destiny 1. I didn't know. And then your other cousin, that we, we can't give him a name yet because he's not on your show yet. So <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm saying for right now because he, he's been, I, and I, I had a talk with him about this. Uh, when mm-hmm. he started, like, you need to have a name that's kind of synonymous with like all your platforms because it's it's kind of hard if you're going to be one name here and one name here yeah have the overall gonna, this is you we're going to so, call him c you're going to call him c2 because he's cousin number two so we're going to call him c2 so <laughs> you know C2. and yeah we you know we talked about it for a while and i'm like wow you're the second person that's like really into destiny too homeboy got the cookbooks yes. got the art books got all and he's making the recipes from the books i'm like wow so there's two people in my life that are really into Destiny 2. And I am very grateful for it because I get to know more of the lore, especially from two different perspectives. I play with one of them yeah. very often. So that experience is very fun. I get to learn a lot more about Destiny as we're playing. I get to know about the PvP portion, which is the Crucible. And I'm learning how to be a PvP player through this game. And I am not that good at it, but I still get a couple of hits here and there. So I'm getting there. <laughs> But it's a fun game to play. If I'm not playing that, then I'm playing 14 or I'm playing Monster Hunter. And I'm, I love Monster Hunter too. That's a whole nother co-op fun thing to do. But if I really want to just chill and do things on my own, then I, I play Final Fantasy or not 14 because, you know, 14 is more of a co-op thing. But you can also choose to do solo. Um, but I just, I go back to my roots. I go back and play the old school Final Fantasies. Like I started on nine and nine mm. is my most favorite Final Fantasy. And that game gives you the feels. Like it makes you question life. It makes you think about life. It makes you think about death and what follows after that. 
and it just makes you think of so many things because each character is going through a different thing in that it, game and is it presumptuous for me to say that nine is your favorite final fantasy of all time oh yeah no it's 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 my favorite <laughs> like i i started on it i played every year it's a ritual that i have to play it every year Ooh. so i have to because it's it's just it's, it's a sense of nostalgia for me and the fact that my cousin brought it and you know i think it was his first job i think and when really yeah i think it was like he's my oldest cousin and i think during his first job he asked me like hey what do you want for your birthday or what do you want for christmas either two because my birthday and christmas they're kind of close together anyway but birthday. <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> but um you know he was like what do you want it's like oh because i've been looking at this game while my, my mom and i would like go to you know these malls when there were malls around here at the time oh. and i would see it and I told him, I was like, I want to get Final Fantasy IX because I didn't know the Roman numeral. Because <laughs> I was like, I was so young. I didn't know what the Roman numerals were. Like, I was just learning Roman numerals at that point, right? So I was like, IX. So he ended up getting me the game for, I think it, I think it was for my birthday. Mm-hmm. And I've been playing it. I've been loving it ever since. So the fact that my my cousin for his his first job back and everything that was something that he wanted to buy for me and you know because I was the baby cousin at that point so it's like you know I had to I ended up playing it and I was just enamored now mind you I'm like this game came out in 2000 I was like 12 years old 12 Mm. or 13 so you know I'm playing it and I'm not understanding the story at all I'm just yeah. playing it at this point because you know as a kid you're playing it but you're not really understanding the story you're kind of making going sure through the motions right you're going through the motions and you just you know as a kid you have to go through the replay value like okay this is fun like I grew up on Tomb Raider too I, I am in love with Tomb Raider and in love with Final Fantasy mm. and those are my two main genres but when I played it it took me two summers to beat and when I mean two summers <laughs> I had all year was just nothing but school and nothing but study. But during the summer, I would play it and I would really get into it. And the first summer I couldn't beat it. I could not get my way around the boss, the last boss. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, I don't know if you can relate to this, but if I can't, if I'm, if I encountered a boss that I can't defeat, I tend to have dreams about it. And I still do to this day. Like I'll have dreams, like the dreams would be like strategies. Like, I would think of strategies of how to beat the boss. Wow. And I think the second year, I was thinking about it so much because I wanted to beat this game so I can replay it and, and you know, go on to other games or what have you. But I played it, and I'm like, all right, we're going to try this. <laughs> and it didn't work. But then I went to sleep that night, and I uh, had, like, some type of strategic dream and the next day I tried to beat it again. And I, I remembered what I dreamt about and I beat it. Wow. <laughs> and that's been wow. going on for every Final Fantasy, every other RPG that I played, especially for Xenosaga. Yes. Um, oh, yes. Like that happened a lot in Xenosaga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Episodes one, two, and three. And oh. <laughs> that's a whole other game. I forgot that we can talk about for real. Yeah, because we talked wow. about it later on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like that happened a lot in Xenosaga because I came across a lot of bosses. It wasn't even the main boss. It was a couple of bosses from, 
you know, the beginning to the end that I had to like really think about, especially with episode one, the the battle systems were so different from Final Fantasy that I had to like replay it a couple of times to really submit myself into the battle system. So, you know, just to kind of like, okay, well, I got a hang of it now. I'm actually hitting harder now. And, you know, multiple things are happening at once and stuff so this is working out and then you know they had the battle system go on for episode two episode three but you know it, it gotten better over the episodes yeah. but that's that's how i was thinking like i would be so into this game and i would have dreams about it to the point that i have strategic dreams and i end up beating the boss about it you know beating the boss from those dreams that's a power that i wish i had <laughs> Look at you, just just powers oozing out of your pores. Like, are you I'm serious? I'm a mutant. I'm a mutant. Because <laughs> I, with you with Final Fantasy IX, that's how I was with Final Fantasy VIII. Oh, yeah, that's a good game, too. Like, I love VIII. But it's, it's interesting now, growing up, I was obsessed with Final Fantasy VIII, and I thought that I would never beat it in my lifetime. And then I beat it on stream, thanks to mm-hmm. the wonderful amazing angels that would come every stream and be like hey joy okay this is what you got to do for this here's what you got to do for that and now that i've beaten it i'm like as much as i did finally like having the story spoon fed to me because i definitely didn't understand what the heck was going on yeah it's not my favorite final fantasy anymore oh really yeah and i i had that's another path of life i had to really walk down I had to walk in my truth and I'm like you know what I I love Squall Leon Hart mm-hmm. I love him mm-hmm. he crazy he weird but he and he fine but mm-hmm. his pixels and all they fine <laughs> but it's not my favorite Final Fantasy and yeah. uh, I was talking with Tinktastic and I have all the Final Fantasies that I, I own on the on the bookshelf here mm-hmm. and I pulled out uh, Final Fantasy 10 and 10 2 to right. show her the, the covers of it and I was just like oh look what at these Final Fantasy yeah girl <laughs> you know you're singing my favorite Final Fantasy yeah yeah I pulled out I was like you know you can play them because I have 10 and 10 to remastered mm-hmm. on PS4 and I'm right. like you can play them and then she looked at the cover and she's like oh wow okay like this is I don't know if I'm gonna get to that but we're gonna play it and I was like you know what my mother bought me Final Fantasy X 2 as a Christmas gift. Yeah. It had, you know, Yuna, Riku, and I am Pain. Pain. Yeah. Also, I am Pain 128. <laughs> That's my other name. <laughs> and I was like, another reason to love you because I'm like, who <laughs> would know that? And the way you spelt the name is exactly from Pain. So I was like, mm-hmm. she knows Final Fantasy X 2. And yep. that game gets so crapped on. Like, oh, it's such it a does. Blah, blah, blah. But when I, I remember, I remember that Christmas when I put it in, cause I was like Final Fantasy 10 too. Like, I don't get this. I know it's a Final Fantasy, but what can I do for you? When that <laughs> popped on, I was like, oh, this is I, a pop. Like, yeah. back in I think that song and a thousand words were my favorite songs there. Like yes. I had to like, remember the lyrics and everything. That's, that's how dorky I was as a teenager. It was like, I would just look online and just mm-hmm. download all the, the lyrics for both songs. And then, then I would just jump around and sing it and everything while, you know, playing the game or while this, the, um, the scene is playing. 
Mm. And this is me playing it over and over. And that, that game does not get enough. <laughs> so that game does not get enough props. I mean, it's not getting as much hate now because 13 came. Oh, so, you know, 13 is 13 was getting the most hate for a while too. But yeah, I, still I feel like, <laughs> I mean, I like, I like, I like 13 too better. 10, 10, uh, not 10, uh, 13 was okay. I still didn't understand the story that much, but mm. I like 13 to more because it was more fun. Like it was a little yeah. more, it was a little less restrictive and a little yes. less linear how 13 was. But I played all the Final Fantasies. The only ones I had, the only one in the mainstay of the numeral series was 11 because I didn't get a chance to play it and I didn't have the money. Like my mm. mom, you know, my mom, my mom is a single mom. So all of her money was going to rent and food and taking care of her two daughters. So, yeah. so you know, and me as a kid, I'm at the age where I can't work. I can't do anything. So but I you, couldn't play 11 at the time. Yeah. But everything else that was a one and done shot purchase, I was able to play. I was I played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten, two, thirteen, thirteen, two, and 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 um the la- uh, lightning. Um, damn, I forgot the thirteen, three, the third one, mm. lightning returns. I played that. I played. I'm playing fourteen. I played fifteen. I can't wait for 16. <laughs> and this isn't a flex, ladies and gentlemen, and they's and thems and everyone in between. She's just saying it as I'm staring at her. It's not like, oh, I've played them all. It's not out of, yeah. out of you know, out of like, this is just what I do. It's like, no, I've played them all. And this is what I do. Like, I, just, yeah, I, it's like I, I grew up with 14, not 14, uh, Final Fantasy. And mm. it's just, it was my main thing. I know a lot of people around me, a lot of um, friends who are hardcore gamers and and um, hardcore in like different genres, like RPGs, first person shooters and stuff like that. And some of the friends who are really into RPGs, they played all the RPGs that I wasn't able to play growing up. So, mm-hmm. you know, some of the RPGs I was able to play outside of Final Fantasy, they, I, I think, I was able to play when people let me borrow it for a little while or if I remember correctly or um it was just there when I had when I had the opportunity to play it Xenosaga and Final Fantasies were the only game RPG games I was really able to play I was fortunate enough to play Grandia too so that opened mm-hmm. my eyes as well and that's such a really good game I was fortunate to play Legend of Heroes because that's when I started working and I started getting my own little money to buy my own. You know, after I got a PSP, I ended up playing Legend of Heroes and all of that. And and I really do love RPGs. It's just, for, uh, I keep saying 14, but Final Fantasy is my main RPG because that's something I grew up on. Mm. You know, Xenosaga is, you know, the second one because I actually got like from allowance <laughs> thanks mom from allowance yes. growing up I saved money like I learned how to save money and I brought things that I wanted and I you know I wanted and then my mom would buy things from me passing my classes me making good grades me passing regents you know just I get like an achievement like okay this is your gift for achieving good schoolwork you know what I mean that's always what it was in this household where it's like if you do good in school you get rewarded Sign note, sign note. What's Regents again? Because I'm not from your, I'm not from your region. So what is, what is uh, Regents again? What does that mean? Uh, it's, it's like a test. It's like test. Like you do your English Regents, you do your math region. It's just a test. I think it's the mid semester or the last semester is just your final test 
to get your final grade for school for that particular class. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because, you know, this podcast can go to a lot of different parts. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Digital space. And they're like, what the heck is Regents? Because when yeah, I first heard that final one, examination. Yeah, it's just final examinations for English, math, any language that, that they put you in, like whether you're learning French or Spanish, science. Like we had to do all of that. And sometimes towards the end of the year, they give you a whole book. If I, I'm trying to remember everything because it's been such a long time, but they give you like these big testing that amalgamates everything from science, math, Spanish, English. But the two main things that they always try to get you to do is math and English because you need to learn how to read. You need to learn how to, I guess, speak English and and do math. Like how, how you solve problems and some of, some other math you have to apply to real life so you have to learn how to problem solve so you know that's that's where that came from but my mom always gave me like a little like not something huge like a ps1 or something like that but it was that's mainly for christmas because you know that stuff is money yes and your birthday's (laughs) right around the corner too right so So that has to be a well-deserved gift but like little things where like she'll give me some allowance and I would save it. And when it, the time comes for me to buy a game that I want, I would take the allowance that I saved up over the course of a few months and just buy my own. Like that's how I learned how to, you know, save. I learned how I, I learned how to save things from my grandmother. But mm. I learned how to save. I learned how to buy what I want or buy what I need. Most importantly, what I needed and all of that. So and this is me as a kid, like I wasn't even able to have a job yet. So this is just me doing, you know, I'm, I'm cleaning the house or I'm helping my mom with the house or I am doing good in school because I, I like school. I like to study. Like I am a dork in that manner too. Like I like to research things and learn new things, you know, just me doing good, having good grades in school and just me trying to be a decent human being without me knowing it it's just I'm doing it because I thought it was the right thing to do it's like it's a good thing to do as long as you put a smile on my mom's face that's good (laughs) make sure she's good so I mean that's how kids react to their parents they always want to keep the smile on their parents face like yeah you drive them crazy but at the end of the day if if you want to keep a smile on your your parents face then you got to do what you got to do and I feel like all of us can relate as children we don't want to discipline our parents Amen. And I think, Amen. and it's a mental thing. It's not, it's a mental and natural thing is that we don't want to, you know, have, we don't want to disappoint our parents, whether we have a two person, a two parent household or a one parent household, we don't want to disappoint them, especially since, you know, we notice how hard they're working to take care of us and all these other things. And yes, we drive them crazy because we're kids. We have yeah. all these at that point in time, I, me and you are full, full grown adults, but <laughs> we can still have the potential to drive our parents crazy. I mean, right, exactly. that never like, ends. Still, yeah. Like we still drive our parents crazy, but we understand as adults, we have that, that maturity now, whereas we understand how hard they work. And then we see them as human beings as well, not just as our parents, but people that went through stuff just as we were going through stuff. Right. But as kids, we just see this towering figure as our inspiration, someone that we go to because they are they are our guardians, they are our protectors. So we don't want to, you know, we don't want to disappoint them, especially kids that are that are really really close to their parents. So it's like you know we want to do right by them, and at least that's that's me growing up. Growing up is like I always wanted to do good in school because if I do good in school, 
not only will my mom will be happy, but I will feel good about myself. You know what I mean? It's, it's all about feeling good about yourself too. Whereas like, I feel good about myself. I feel smart. <laughs> I feel like I understand these things. Like I understand what's going on. Like I like to read, like you finding things out about yourself as you grow. And I think with my mom, it's just like, she's a single parent. She's just trying to do everything that she could. And there's moments where she's tired. And that's, that's every single parent is like, they're tired. You know, they're, they're trying to take care of everything all at the same time. So it's like, I just want to show my mom that she's doing a great job raising me and my sister. My sister's the oldest, I'm the baby. So oh, it's like, I just want to make sure that we're doing fine. We're doing good in school. We're not causing any trouble. And my mom always told me, like, you never caused me any trouble. Like, yeah, you know, I drive her nuts when I ask her like bajillion questions because <laughs> I'm always aching curious. to learn things. I'm very curious, mm, but Aquarius. you know, <laughs> but she always tells me that like, you know, you never, never really gave me problems when it came to school. You never gave me problems at all. Like you were a very quiet child. And hence why I said, I'm very shy. I'm very all this, I'm very quiet, mm. but you know, I always want to help my mom. Like as I was getting older, it was like, you know, cause she's very strong. And like her and my grandmother and my aunt, like my sister and I were raised by women and I was raised, including my sister, I was raised by her too. Cause she, you know, we, we have a big gap between us in oh. terms of age gap. So, you know, she was involved in my, in me being raised too. So the women in my family are very resilient. They're very strong, but you know, they're very, they're also very human. So, <laughs> Of course, so, you know, <laughs> I would assume, unless they're all like from, they're all Amazons, Amazonians, like what? Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, you know, just, just learning from them and then just observing them and watching them, you know, I give my props to them. Like, I appreciate them. I appreciate them in my life. I'm very grateful that they're still around and I'm still learning as I go. But I know my mom was like, you know, you're, you're quiet. It's like, you always did good in school. Like she always reminded me whenever I feel down about myself, she she always remind me of how I was and how I am. It's like, you're quiet. Like once you got an idea in your head, you're going to at least try to put your best foot forward and stuff like that. And you never, you know, you're, you're, you're cool, Shanae. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right. and, so. and, I, and I love that because this is, this is a conversation that I know that a lot of us, and I say us, as black women, but also as gamers, we don't really get a chance to say all this stuff because it, they, people just assume, oh, well, you play video games all day and blah, 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 and you do this mm -hmm. and you do that. But we're human being and we yeah. go through these things. Yeah. And though we've all come from different backgrounds, like just to say like video games taught us to be better people. It's like, I'm, I'm trying to make sure I go back from you yeah. said, you know, schooling and you know being a good person and and all you were doing is just like funneling all that and we just want to enjoy our video games and to just it's like a reward in a way where you just yeah. you're just trying to enjoy yourself and it's okay like hard work you do your hard work but you also need time to rest i forgot what yes. the actual saying goes where it's like no hard work something 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 but it's like when you're when you're working hard and this is this is not even being an adult as a kid and you're working hard and there are some parents and some people out there that kind of push their kids too hard to the point that it causes them stress yes. but for my mom she knew that my weakness was math 
So she Ooh, was, yeah, that's my weakness. Same. But she knew that my strengths were English and things that I would struggle with in English, my sister would help me because my sister is a big English buff. So she mm-hmm. would help me with that. But I had that support system where my mom was like, okay, well, you didn't do so well in your math. Like I always barely pass. I always get like a 65, a 60 or 65, but I'm always passing it, but just barely. But she knew, <laughs> she knew that, that I had my weaknesses in math. So she was like, okay, why don't you try to take up tutoring? Like look in your school and see if they have tutoring and see if your math teacher can stay a couple of minutes or, you know, just to ask for extra help. And that's what I did. I mean, I'm still a little poor in math, but I know my subtractions. I know my additions, yeah. <laughs> multiplications, like the basic stuff. And I, I can get past with that. But as all of us do, because not all of us are mathematicians, right? So mm-hmm. my mom was very supportive. And even with me drawing, my mom is very supportive. My grandmother is very supportive. So I have a lot of that space and I've learned a lot of art from my aunt because my aunt is an artist as well. So I had that support system. I learned a lot of the art from her. I've learned a lot about expressing yourself. I learned that my oldest aunt, my mom's oldest sister, because it was three of them, my mom's oldest sister, she used to paint before she passed away. She would paint. My grandfather was a tailor. So it's like we have a lot of those things, but he also works in modeling too. Like he, like he will paint like model airplanes and model warcrafts and ships and stuff like that. Like those model things that you see of airplanes, yeah, and the ships. Like he would work as that for his hobby, and that's I, you know, I grew up around him because I used to live with him. Like mm. you know, we all used to live together in his house. <laughs> so like I would just see him work on those. So just like that, that's that whole artistic background where it's like I just learned and then I kind of just got into being an artist like I just started drawing and painting and all of that but just just having that support system it means a lot and as an adult now I'm very appreciative of the people in my life even though two of those people like my grandfather and my oldest aunt are not around anymore Mm -hmm. just hearing the stories of what they used to do because they passed away when I was young like I think my grandfather, I, I was, it was before I was 10. Oh, so wow. I think, oh. yeah, like one of them, my grandfather passed away when I was 11. My okay. aunt passed away when I think I was like maybe six or seven, maybe around mm-hmm. there. But so I didn't know my aunt that well, just those first seven years of my life. But my grandfather, I was around a lot. So I remember a lot of things with him. So just watching him work with his models, watching him in the sewing room, just making suits and everything and just having that support and seeing how everything is made. And I think that's why my brain is so wired as it is. Like, I want to know how this was made. I want to research how this is. What is going on? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a blessing. Like to have that as your I want to say essentially like your tribe, like you, you grew mm-hmm. up around all these amazing artists and artisans and craftsmen, like what? Like, <laughs> and that's the fight. Like I learned about these things as I got older and it was like, I already mm-hmm. knew about my grandfather, but my aunt, I didn't know she was a painter. My other aunt, my artsy aunt, I'm going to call artsy aunt. <laughs> so my artsy aunt is the one that told me that my oldest aunt used to paint. And my mom was attesting to it. I was like, yeah, she, yeah, she did paint. 
wow. <laughs> like my mom would be like in agreement like oh yeah that's right she was a painter and so like she would do like like small paintings of watercolor paintings and stuff like that I was like oh really you didn't tell me it's like I forgot I'm sorry <laughs> I was busy being your mother like why would I remember these <laughs> right. things exactly <laughs> yeah go sit down and do something yeah, right <laughs> but my that's auntie beautiful. aunt just kind of fostered that artistic thing in me and she was like, because she was a doll maker. She's a fiber artist now. So she deals with a lot of uh, fabrics and a crafter. So she was a doll maker at first. When I was growing up, I just saw her make so many dolls. And even mm-hmm. for senior project for college, she helped me make a doll. So she was teaching me how to make a doll in the process for this project that I had in college. But just, just learning so much from her. I still learn from her now. Just last year before Kofefe hit, she taught me how to knit. So I've been knitting little things here and there. What? You've been knitting? Oh my gosh, that's lit. No, that's awesome. And then my mom crochets. So she says she's going to teach me how to crochet once I get my own little tool set and stuff like that. So it's just, I, yeah, I, I, I forgot that my mom crochets. Cause again, she was busy being my mother, (laughs) taking care of me and stuff. So I was like, you know, um, if you want to support her crocheting dreams, definitely. (laughs) She'll, yeah, uh, I'm trying to push mom. Like, mom, you know, you can like crochet and sell it and sell your stuff. Right. She's like, I don't know. I haven't done it in so long, but you could, but you you could like extra income in here. Yeah. Right. And my, my grandmother crochets sometimes too now. I'm like, grandma, you know, you could just crochet to like, you know, keep the time going because she would just, you know, kind of just sit there and kind of just chill out. Like she chills out like me. So, but she would make these like little doilies and stuff. She made a little doily. I don't know if you remember Joy, but I had like a doily on my table one time before I started putting African prints on there. It was like a purple doily. I feel like I, I feel like I probably saw it, but I was just like, oh, that might've been something that you bought in the store or something. No, my grandmother crocheted it. Aww. <laughs> yeah. The talent knows no end. Oh my God. Yeah. It was like, that's when I found out that they, uh, they do more crocheting than knitting. It's just my aunt, she does both, but my mother and my grandmother would uh, crochet from time to time. So I'm like, what? And you guys didn't teach me. And it's fun because as a kid, I came across a crocheting hook and I did not know what it was. I'm like, okay, I guess this is yours. <laughs> but as I got older, I found out what these tools are. And I'm like, oh, so that's what that is? Yeah, I don't my, know where I'm now. <laughs> my silly self would have been like, is this what you use to crack open the crabs with? Like, what do you, is this like a hook? I, I saw the hook and I'm thinking that was something they, they used to open up a bottle with. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh no, it's a, I don't even know what a crochet hook is at that point, me being 14, 15 years old. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> like, fine. It's like, I didn't even know that. So I'm like, what? So just finding out about these things and I'm still in that personal journey of learning my lineage, learning my heritage, where did my family derive from? And that's just out of curiosity because of school, but it kind of just continued on into my adulthood. Like, oh, where did our family really derive from? You know, what, what is our lineage? What is our culture? And stuff like, like I'm still on, on the lookout for that in everything. So it's it's been a journey. It's a journey. It's quite a journey. <laughs> and I'm but happy just, that you're doing it. Yeah, and just me as an adult like I'm very appreciative of the people in my life and my family that I've grown and I've learned so much from and just like I'm appreciative of the friends in my life that I I have and like for you you know you're in that 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 spectrum right so thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you. like I'm just 
grateful that I have the people in my life, family or friends that, that they know who I am, they accept who I am, they love me for who I am. And they're not afraid to tell me like, you know, Shanae, you did wrong. And you know, I'm not afraid to be like, okay, well, that sucked, but I'll do better next time. And I'm sorry. <laughs> It's like, like I did something, whatever. It's like hey. I did something. I'm sorry. And like I, and like I am the person that will always say sorry. I will say sorry for the most littlest thing. I'm like, what are you saying sorry for? It's like I, because I feel like I did something wrong. I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. No. So, like I would, I'm like that's how I am. Like I always say sorry because like I was in those situations where I had I said sorry a lot for just being who I was. Right. So mm. now I was in my twenties. That was. 20s is when you figure out who you are you're just going through life in my 30s is like okay well I know I messed up and I own up to it I'm very sorry and let's move forward and I just want to work on being a better person like you know just mm. you know you're growing as you grow you get you get you know wise you try to learn and you try to learn and grow and know when to own up to your mistakes and know when to celebrate your victories and just learn from your losses and and that's that's my biggest lesson takeaway from the whole COVID thing last year <laughs> you know so yeah it's, it's just how it is but yeah. and I feel like that would be a good transition to leaving <laughs> this cafe and we're going to do some battling oh no yeah, I'm ready we're, we're, we're going to do this battle so where's my sword and shield let me pull up the check because the food, girl, the food that I was eating just now, done by the incredible Chef Tinktastic at the Bistro, mm -hmm. Cafe Bistro we've been chilling at. This food was bomb, by the way. Uh, I think I have enough energy to maybe possibly assist you in this boss battle that's coming up. Yes, please. So, All the heels. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up, I'm gonna pay for the for the meal and uh, pay for your meal too, because I love Aww. you. Thank um, you. Love you too. Oh, girl, girl, you're welcome. You're welcome. And we're going to transition into this boss battle for you. <laughs> All right. So transition to the boss battle. And now we are approaching the boss battle. You can hear the music, ladies and gentlemen. This ominous. Like that. I made that, by the way. Um, so. <laughs> We are at our boss battle. This is the time where we recognize the enemies and the issues that are in our life. And everyone is different. Everyone goes through a lot of things in life. And in video games, there's always a boss battle. Somewhere, somehow, you know what's gonna happen. And now with you, Shanae W25. What is the boss battle that you're currently facing? I am facing anxiety. <laughs> Ooh, anxiety is a big one. It's yes. a huge one. It's a big monster. Not nice. Now, how did you first confront anxiety? Well, breathe. Mm -hmm. Breathing. Just kind of run your mind elsewhere like distract yourself well wait that's how you're dealing with it yeah that's how i'm dealing with it but how have you first confronted it like how do you even know like how did it come into your zone your area like how did you recognize oh. that anxiety was happening 
all up in your life. Is there any signs or something where you're like, oh, wait, this must be that? Because I didn't even recognize anxiety was happening in my life until I saw certain signs pop up. I was like, oh, this must be that. So like, how did you confront it? Like, how did you know that it's anxiety? Well, how do you recognize one, it? How I recognize it is when I stop breathing. Like, I, like I'm gasping for air. Like, you know how you hyperventilate. Like, and I stop breathing as in, you know, like literally stop breathing, but it's more of hyperventilation where I'm hyperventilating, tears are in my eyes because I have a tendency to overthink things, especially about my past experiences with things and my past experiences with people. I tend to just like hyperventilate. That's how I know what's coming. If I'm, like if I'm starting to overthink about things that happened a long time ago, that's when I know anxiety is coming. I also deal with social anxiety, where if it's way too many people, like for some reason I'm fine during a convention, but if it's a regular thing, it's a weird thing. If it's if it's a regular event and it's way, way, way too many people to the point that you don't even have space in your own personal bubble, that's when the hyperventilation starts, which is really weird because I'm fine at a convention, but then again, over the years, I've learned how to kind of move around and go to certain places where it's not that many people. So I guess that's why I'm okay at conventions. But yeah, that's that's how I confront it. That's how I know that it's coming. Wow. Oh my gosh. See, that's... And I don't think a lot of people understand the monster that is anxiety. People have said, oh, dramatically, I'm going through anxiety, but it's kind of like, no, this is a real thing that we all go mm-hmm. through. And, and yeah. And the thing is, is that, uh, I am asthmatic. So mm-hmm. the anxiety really does affect my asthma. So that's why I tried to like, learn how to breathe, learn how to let go. And I learned meditation. I haven't been upkeeping with meditation but I have been upkeeping with yoga and that's been helping but the times I did do meditation it did help because of me overthinking but it's an ugly thing especially when you're dealing with how you were as a as as a younger person like all the mistakes you've made and I'm the type of person that like I guess I'm overthinking but then I'm thinking about my past and how I dealt like how I was reactionary towards people the people that I did have issue with and how I could have just said something to defend myself instead of just kept walking away even though I always felt like walking away is the best option but then you don't give yourself a chance to be like hey what you said wasn't okay and hey this is not this that and third you know but those type of things happened a long time ago. And it's it's not like you have the chance to go back and fix the situation, right? So now it's like you're you have to you're you're old enough now where you have to learn how to let go and just try to be a better person, try to be a better person for yourself and just try to be stronger for yourself. And that's that's where I'm getting to now. That's what I'm learning now. But I still deal with anxiety. <laughs> I still deal with it. <laughs> It's something that pops up and it's not gonna truly go away, mm. but it is a wonderful thing to witness you deal with it and to work at conquering it when it does pop up. 
because like you, I was someone that would walk away as well. I wasn't someone that's like, I'm going to just say that. No, I would be like, I don't like confrontation. And I also am an mm-hmm. overthinker. So yeah, I, I don't want to assist you. I want yeah, to assist I don't you like in this conversation battle. at all. Like I just, like I said, I go with the flow of the wind. Like I, I am a leader, not a follower. I like to just chill out. Like I do not like stressful situations. I do not like confrontation. That's why some of my re- responses to those confrontations are reactionary because it's, you know, it's catching me off guard and then I have to react to it instead of just letting it process and letting me really say how I feel, but in a way that the person can understand what I'm talking about instead of just reacting to it. And I came across that last year where I was very reactive towards a person that I'm no longer friends with instead of me just really sitting back and and thinking about what just happened and how can I put this in words that this person can understand what I'm coming from with it instead of just both of us being mad at each other you know Uh, and that was a big lesson that was a big life lesson there but yeah anxiety is no joke especially if you have like a lot of breathing conditions because of my asthma it gets affected like by it. it gets infected by it and I live with my mom so sometimes I do scare her when these anxiety attacks happen. And it happened a lot over the, over the course of last year because of the COVID and then all these other things that were kind of running through my head. And my mom was like my, my rock where she would come in. Sometimes I would have it when my partner is here and some two were kind of like tag team and they would like, just calm down. It's okay. Breathe, breathe, breathe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like get your inhaler, get your your nebulizer, just breathe. It's okay. Whatever it is, it's okay. It's okay to feel this. It's okay to feel angry. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel confused. It's it's a natural thing, but it's okay. Whatever you feel, everything's going to be all right in the end. You know, and that's something that my mom is always said, like, she rubbed my back because, you know, that's your lungs. Yes. <laughs> you know? So she would rub my back and she was like, what happened? Tell me what happened. Are you okay? Sometimes you cannot let these things bother you. You know, and that's the thing with me. I let things bother me. I let things get to me because I missed the opportunity to say how I feel. Mm-hmm. Or I would just miss the opportunity to do anything about it. Because again, my actions are reactionary. So it's like, I'm not thinking about, I'm not calming myself to really do what I think I should have done but it's more of all right well I'm having trouble with this person I'm crying I'm boohooing and I'm saying crying like and like I'm really feeling this like I don't know like as an Aquarian we hold all of our emotions in so because we're trying to be a service to others so the thing is is that like when it comes to us we don't take care of ourselves that well and I know you don't And, and that's the thing that I have to learn is I have to take care of myself. Like I have to acknowledge how I feel and how I react to people. And the best way to react to people is not to react, but to really take what they're saying and to really think about it and and to acknowledge how you feel. And then you put it into words, you put your feelings into words and you talk to them and be like, okay, well, this happened. I don't like that this happened. I don't, you know, but this is how I feel on it. And you have to be very 
very careful so that way this person can understand where you're coming from and then maybe if it's in the stars you you guys can like come aligned and be like all right well this issue is not in void it's fine you know but not a lot of situations come out like that not just for me but for other people too like situations will come out like that because a lot of people are very reactionary like they tend to react instead of just really taking a step back and really looking at it and how they could have handled it better and that's that's just me for for me and and in terms of situations is like that too well like well I could have handled this better or I could have handled this job better I didn't handle this job better you know I could have worked on putting myself out there better if I'm trying to like be in a gallery or or just meeting people for the first time like oh well that could have gone better you know what I mean and you know that kind of thing so that's when the social anxiety comes in too because it's like I want to be able to say things that won't sound cold or callous and this is just my thoughts on for how everybody meets each other for the first time right so it's like I don't want to be too excited because I don't want to scare the person but I don't want to be I don't want to come off callous I don't want to come off cold either because that's that's the really bad foot to start on when you're meeting somebody so that's how I am I'm very I guess I, I guess you can say neurotic a little bit in terms of how you like like you have to kind of police yourself and how you really talk to people or how you introduce yourself to people or just how you convey your feelings in general I don't think we should be neurotic that's I guess it's, again it's a it's a natural feeling because you're very aware of how you would speak to people or how people speak to you and how you respond to it but you know it's never okay to really police yourself and I did that for years policing myself and being like well don't say this because this might happen don't say that because that might happen just do that and nowadays like I'm in my 30s now and it's like yeah no I can't do that because I'm gonna drive myself crazy I drove myself crazy throughout the whole 20s doing that like I is too much it is it's it's too much like I'm I'm gonna I'm still being mindful of how I say things and I'm still being mindful of how I respond to people when people say things even though if they say things as callous and cold or if they're too excited if they're too excited I'll be excited with you you know like oh my god that's awesome you know what I mean just to like because it's it's that feeling I tend to like cipher off of people's energy for some yeah. reason like when I met you I siphoned off of your energy I'm like yo you are so bomb like you're awesome <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate but, that yeah <laughs> you know what I mean but and I have a friend who his confidence just just oozes out and every time I'm talking to him or I'm playing him in destiny like my confidence comes out of nowhere I'm like where did this come from like mm. <laughs> like I'm just chilling out you know what I mean and that's and that and this is a friend that's really confident in what he does and how he feels about himself and everything and it comes from my sister too my sister both of them are Leo's and Leo oh. tends to really bring in that confidence so whenever my sister is around the silliness and the confidence just takes over me too because she's there like I'm ciphering off of her energy so it's just even when I'm talking rather through zoom or in person or on the phone I cipher off that person's energy because I, I feel their vibes I don't know if that's an empathic thing I don't know I don't know if it, I'm an it I don't is know. I was just about to say that that <laughs> the and I, I don't want to keep mentioning the the astrology but yeah no I'm into astrology Aquarius too Aquarius so. people <laughs> 
<laughs> are the most empathic people I've ever met in my life. Like you could take on the rage of a thousand sons. You can take on the sadness of a mm. million orphaned children. Like you can do it on the drop of a hat, it seems, where you can just embody someone yeah. else's entire being and have never lived through that experience, but you can do it so well. And it's a power that I feel definitely can work for you and work against you. Yeah, yeah, and definitely. Me being a Taurus and be me being who I am, like I've mentioned, I, I my father's an Aquarius, my best friends are Aquarius. Like I've, I've noticed highly how that could either help you or ruin you to the ground. And yeah. I wanted to assist you in this, in this boss battle, because I, I've seen it where yeah. I'm like, oh my God, if, if you can't, if I can't rein you in, or if someone can't rein you in, mm-hmm. you will drive yourself crazy. And the yeah. overthinking, I, I'm guilty of that too, but you know, no, mine's like overdrive. <laughs> yeah. It'll go into overdrive. And I'm like, oh yeah. no, 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 child, honey, honey, no, come, come, come back, come back, come back. You come back. Treat yourself. And I think, I think that's why Aquarians and Tauruses are so well put together especially during friendships mm-hmm. because the Taurus are so grounded they're they're the earth sign so they're very grounded where the Aquarians are air signs for some reason for throughout my teenage life I'm thinking Aquarians were water because aqua in the name yeah. but that's that's more Pisces because they're fish mm-hmm. but for Aquarians they're air signs and we we hold that water because we're holding all of our feelings our our emotions our thoughts and and we're just holding it. And when you're holding it, you're not letting it flow. You're not mm-hmm. letting it out. So we kind of just let it, go. <laughs> let it flow, let yeah. it flow, let it flow. Like y'all yeah. just let it go. Like let <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. And I think I think my aunt, my artsy aunt, she's an Aquarius. Mm. So I learned a lot from her. And she's the type of person that she's like, look, I'm done. Like go. Like, I just want my own space. I'm mm-hmm. good. Like, she wouldn't do it to us, so obviously not. But if it comes to her friends and everything, she's like, I'm not I'm not going all the way to West West Town Hall to, to meet you here during Kofebe. I'm not doing that. I'm staying home. <laughs> like, she, she's so unapologetic and, and so savvy. It's not even funny. Like, she's like, no, I'm good. Like, <laughs> she's like, I'm good. I'm just going to chill over here, do my own thing. Yes. I'm a craft. I'm gonna do whatever feels right for me, and and I'll meet you later. Yeah, and and That's it's perfectly thing. fine to, you know. And I feel like she's had the wisdom to have gone yeah. through those experiences to be like, you know what, mm-hmm. this is not gonna make or break me. Like, yeah, and that's what I'm that. learning from her. Yeah, I'm learning mm-hmm. that from her, where she's like, don't let it, don't let it get to you. And it's like I'm learning again. I'm learning that from all the women in my family, mm-hmm. the 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 ones that's every everybody's like so tight-knit and I have uh another aunt like I have a lot of aunts so shout out to all the aunties (laughs) yeah you know my oldest aunt she would tell me and this is my oldest aunt not my mom's sister but she's my mom's cousin but because I'm I'm my mom's daughter she's our auntie so I learned from her a lot too and I think she's a Sagittarius I want to say Sagittarius and I'm cool with Sagittarius too, because those people are awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're dope. They're really yeah, dope. They're, they're they're super dope. Like one of my childhood friends is a Sagittarius, and I just finished talking to him about a few hours ago, and like we were just having the illest conversations. But 
<laughs> but you know, it's just the women in my family, they like, don't, don't let things bother you. Just like, yeah, you see the problem, you try to fix it, it didn't work out, just let it go. Like you're living in your truth. Mm. And this is what my sister told me. I was like, look, you're living in your truth. If nobody believes you or if nobody's for you, then that's on them. Don't lose a wink of sleep over it because they're not losing it over you. Oh, you know, facts. They're, yeah, they're not losing sleep over you. So don't lose sleep over them. And that's something that I have to keep working on where it's like, I still think about certain people in my life that I had these issues with that are not in my life anymore or they're there to some capacity where it's like, okay, well, we're okay. That's it. But, you know, you just have to like, just let things flow and just live your life. Like they're living their life. They're living their life to the best, to their best selves. And it's time for me to do the same. And that's where the anxieties come in because it's like you sit there and you really think about everything that happened to you, whether it's your issues, whether it's things going on around you. And then you have things that happen way, way, way back, way back when. And it's like, why are you thinking about stuff in the past that you can't change? You can't change these things, mm. you know? And I'm, I'm saying this as, as well as reminding myself of this, where it's like, you can't change anything. Things already happened. People moved on. It's time for you to move on too. It's like, just chill out. Go yeah. with the flow, you know? And hopefully with the skills that you have acquired and you are honing, and having teammates and party members, such as myself, uh-huh. <laughs> that we can be of service and of use for you. And again, shout out to your mom, shout out to your partner, shout yes. out to your sister and your aunts and, and everyone that does want you to succeed because we do, we want you to succeed. We believe that you can, and we wouldn't be, yeah. not to say, we wouldn't be talking to you or we wouldn't be, you know, trying to make sure that our lives are aligned if we didn't believe in you. Right. And that's, I think that's a blessed thing too, that as I got older, I, and then through this whole COVID experience, I've learned to appreciate those who are around me. And again, it's like some people are there for a few minutes. Some people are there for a season to teach you lessons. And some people are there for a lifetime. It's just, you have to figure out which is which. And I'm slowly beginning to to realize who who is for what. And, you know, I'm starting to realize that I do have people in my corner. It's a very small corner, but I, I prefer it that way. At least you got a corner? Shoot. At least like you got I, Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, it's a small corner. I prefer it that way because I'm an introvert. So I, I prefer it that way anyway. But I have a very small circle of friends that I trust and I I know I can trust them to come to me and be like hey Shanae you you what you said wasn't right or what you said was off is everything okay or like you know just letting you know that I didn't feel a certain way about what you said or what you did and all that and I'll be like well thank you for telling me and I'm sorry and I will be better at it like it's like it's all about communication with me and I think that's where a lot of the issues I had with past people does come is the communications, the lack thereof. But I am appreciative of you. I'm appreciative of our small circle and the small circle of college friends that I reconnected with and I still had connection with, which again, it's a very, it's very if you count people, I can count people on just my hands, <laughs> you know, I mean, with my hands, like, like it's, it's less than 10, but, 
and that's but, okay you know, yeah and that's I am totally fine with that <laughs> but it's you know it's just the fact that these are people that will come to me and they won't just tell me of things that I've done that didn't rub them the right way but they'll also celebrate my victories like oh you know I painted this like this is awesome you should do this that, and the third with it you should like throw it in the shop and you know it's, it's like I have like you guys are my support team and not a lot of people get friends like that. So, which is, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a blessed thing that I do have that small circle. And it, it took me 33 years to realize that. <laughs> Ooh, girl. Yes. You better come through with the facts. Come through. Yeah, with- so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like I'm very appreciative of having friends that celebrate my victories, but they also are there for my losses. Like if something happened to me, they you guys would just come and be like, hey, what's going on? How can I help? Are you okay? Like, do you need someone to talk to? Or if I did do something wrong and it rubs you guys the right, the wrong way, I, I am happy that you guys will come to me and tell me that. That way I can work on making it better and fixing the problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At least like, as long as the person is willing to let me fix it, you yeah. know? So I'm just appreciative that I do have my friends that loves me, that supports me, that assess me for who I am and they accept the fact that I am going through a journey of growth and I'm just happy that every everybody in my circle is just like ah <laughs> like they see me I'm not invisible like you know no. they just see me they they uh you guys are joyous you know you guys are hilarious to be around like I'm always laughing I'm never sad I'm never questioning myself or anything I'm just when I'm with y'all like I am really in that joyous moment of just hanging out with people like my battery is filled up and then when it lowers me being introvert I'm like all right guys I gotta go I gotta sleep I gotta eat (laughs) I'll see you guys in a few weeks (laughs) yeah and and that's all we if we had expectations at all it's just we would hope that you would be your most authentic self with us like mm-hmm. I don't want to put on a front when I'm talking to my friends like yeah and I think that was the problem that I had is that I didn't I wasn't my authentic self in my 20s because I didn't know what my authentic self was I was still trying to figure out how I was as a person how I was in relationships how I was in friendships how I was as a student how I was as this and some of that came to catastrophic results. <laughs> Other things came out more. Yeah, it's, it's a life lesson. All these things are life lessons. But it, you know, everything kind of came out as a as a good thing. And then some things were catastrophic. But I learned from them, and it's it's just amazing. Like I'm just learning how I am as a person. Like okay, well, I do have more good than I do have faults, and I am only human, so of course I'm gonna have faults. Mm-hmm. But as long as you learn from those faults and you just grow and you just live your truth. You you live and be happy and you just kind of chill out and be like, all right, cool. You know, like I'm very appreciative of my partner because he always reminds me of that. Yeah. Cause we're both unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like you are. we are like, we are things that kind of work against us. Cause you know how a lot of stereotypes are with, with black women versus gaming mm. and art and like certain arts and stuff like that I'm a unicorn in that aspect and then for him him being a Dominican man mm. he had a lot of 
stereotypes stacked against him and he's like no i'm not those things so we just joke around and call each other unicorns like you're a unicorn you're a piscorn <laughs> like you're a unicorn but it's the fact that he is amazing he is always there for me we are always there for each other and it's just the fact like it's, it's like those questions that i ask like yo where have you been all my life Mm. you know what I mean like I always ask I always ask him that question he was like I don't know somewhere in Brooklyn <laughs> just living my life you know living my life you know because he because he always reminds me to just you know as, as much as I can you know just just be happy just enjoy our moment like you know don't don't dwell on things that happened in the past don't dwell on us going out don't don't be fearful of things that you can't control and him and my mom always tells me that. Like, don't be afraid of things. You, I mean, you can't control it. Yeah. You know, if it happens, it happens. But, you know, just, you know, enjoy yourself. And he always reminds me to be silly. Like, I can be myself around him. And I am very appreciative of that because I, there's no judgment. There's nothing. Not to say that there was judgments in my past relationships. Everything was just me being me. But he reminded me that in a sea of people that I will meet throughout my life, you're going to have people that's going to judge you for who you are. You're going to have people that are for you and you're going to have people who are not so much for you, not to say they're against you, but they're not for you, period. It's just, you guys just don't click well, but just remember to be yourself. Like, like he's like, I'm dating you because you are you. Like, not only do you play games, but you're cool and stuff. And I can get along with you. I'm like, he's, he's open up to me. And he doesn't open up to everybody. So that that tells you something. So, and it's the same with him where I can be open to him about things. And he's like, he's not judgmental. He's like, all right, cool. Do it. <laughs> yeah, like, like, it's cool. You're, you're cool. Don't worry about it. You know, you're, you're awesome. And we can be silly together. We we have these really meaningful conversations about life, about gaming, about people in gaming, about like comic books. Like we will have like the illest conversations about comic books. I'm like, yo, where really have you been all my life? Like, <laughs> Cause he's the only guy I've been with that's really, really into comics, at least to the extent of us having conversations about it. But he's, you know, we have these conversations about gaming and then we'll, when we play together, we're playing as a team. And if we lose, we lose as a team and we don't blame each other, you know? And like, we, we have these little RPG marathons going and it's, it's just amazing. Just him as a person, he's an amazing person. He he eludes so much chillness. It's not even playing, it's just chill. So we and, found the MVP in this battle. Yeah, like he just, <laughs> this- he just chills and- He's silly, and you know him. He's like really silly. He's really quiet, but once he's around people that he can that he can vibe with, that's when he starts talking a little bit more. Because that's like we we are so alike. It's not even funny. <laughs> yes. So it's like he's he's amazing. He's an amazing human being. I'm so happy that he chose me to be his partner, and I'm learning so much from him as we go through this journey called life together. So I'm just happy. <laughs> This boss battle, it <laughs> became started off, it, it, be, it, it became the most like heartwarming <laughs> battle, <laughs> the most heartwarming event. And I'm just like smiling, just like. <sighs> he makes me laugh. I mean, like 
I can be the most dork, dorkiest person and he just rides with me and we just do the most stupidest things. <laughs> Say the most That's stupidest stupid. things just to make each other laugh. It's funny. It's it's amazing. It's I, like love. five years. Five years of it. Like oh my God. But he's my rock. Like when I have these moments of my anxiety and all these other things like clouding me, he's like, You're okay. Let's go outside. Let's play a game. Like he'll he'll try to distract me. Like, oh, let's go outside. You haven't done that in a while. Let's go for a walk. You know, let's go see a new scenery. Let's do this. Let's do that. Like he will he'll try to like distract me because he knows I overthink. It's and when it goes into overdrive, that's when he has the sword and shield fighting that boss battle. So it's like, you know, like, yeah, let's let's do other things. You wanna play a game? You know what? Let's 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 play some more combat or or uh, let's watch a movie. Movies are usually the safer bet. Let's go watch a movie. <laughs> you can't defeat us, anxiety. We have more Kabuto on our side. <laughs> oh my gosh. So wait, I'm going to just, I'm going to classify this battle as sometimes it could be ongoing, but yeah. you have the A team. You got the squad with you. Mm-hmm. That will, joint infinity included <laughs> joint infinity included that will squad up with you whenever this thing pops up so i'm going to stamp it as you've been clocked okay anxiety screw <laughs> you and i'm just i'm just blessed that for those out there that are listening please take her tips and her advice to heart definitely it's not something that this will not make or break you but to find people that can help you as well. And this is not a battle that you can, you don't need to go through this alone. And it's a blessing if you can find other people that want to help you and and help you wholeheartedly and not just help you because they want to get something out of you or anything like that. And I just want to add that if you don't have that with your family or if you don't really have that support system, then you do have friends and you Mm. do have support groups. You Mm. do have that as well. So that just talking to somebody can make a world of difference, especially when you're talking to someone who's willing to really listen to what you have to say. It makes a world of difference. Amen. And whew, now <laughs> we stamped that sucker. We are going to transition into your level of difficulty. So. Oh, my. <laughs> yes. Be, be prepared. Be prepared. It's coming. Be prepared. It's coming. <laughs> so here we go. Shanae W25. Before you logged into the server, I asked you your level of difficulty, and you chose intermediate. Are you ready? For yes, your- I am ready. Question number one, what is your passion? Oh, damn, this is super hard. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) My passion is just trying to create stories, trying to like put my, my expression out on paper. Like I love to draw, I love to paint. I love to tell stories. I would love to tell African and African American folklore through my paintings. So that way the world, or at least the people that try to reach out to see that we do have stories, whether it's from the continent, whether it's from the the islands, whether it's from 
here in North America or just all over the diaspora. Like I'm always trying to find folk tales and folklores and uh, just trying to be out there and just tell our story and, and really learn about my lineage as I go through that whole process as well. Mm. All right. Migusta mucho. Question number two, what does your culture mean to you? It means a lot. As I got older, I started to feel something a little empty, but then I can't say as I got older, it's more like as a kid, you start to feel real empty in terms of what you are and what your family came from and derived from, right? So I remember in junior high school, and I know this is specifically junior high school, we had a teacher, I think it was a, a history teacher, and they they had us do like an essay, a take-home essay, and we had to ask our, our parents or grandparents, like, hey, where are we from? Like, what type of culture do we have? It was some type of cultural question, but it was asking, like, where do you derive from? Like, where where is your culture from? And in the school, it was an all-Black school, so all-Black doesn't mean, you know, you're all from America. You could have parents who are from the West Indies. You could have parents that's from countries in Africa. You, you could have parents who are from Canada, you know, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? From anywhere, you know, and someone that went to junior high school and, and that's a, that's a really profound question to ask kids, you know, and, but then at the same time, it's a really good question to ask and for them to really be curious about where they're from. Because uh, I remember I asked my grandmother, and I asked my mom first, and my mom was like, well, we do have some kind of West Indian lineage. I'm not really sure, so you have to go ask your grandmother. But I do know that your grandfather is from Philly, and, you know, his his grandparents are, are from the South, and your father's from the South. So, but I do know that we have some kind of lineage with West Indies, so, but you have to ask your grandmother. So I asked her and she said, what, uh, St. Vincent first. So all my life, I'm thinking St. Vincent on my grandmother's side and come to find out because my oldest aunt, she was on that same journey as I was, as I got older, because I was talking to her about it one day and she was like, no, you're a great grandmother. Her parents are from St. Kitts and Nevins. So I had to look that up. And I think where my grand my grandmother said St. Vincent, I'm assuming that's where her father, my great grandfather on her side is from. That's what I'm assuming because she did tell me St. Vincent. But then, you know, that's how you're like really researching everything. And thanks to mom for giving me that information where she was like, no, your great grandmother and her parents, or at least her parents, because my great grandmother was born here as well. But your, your great, great grandparents are from St. Kitts and Nevins. You're, uh, your great grandfather's parents must have probably came from St. Vincent because my grandmother didn't talk to her father that much. So she didn't, you know, they didn't really get that kind of information out. Mm -hmm. So a lot of our lineage, a lot of our heritage and culture were kind of lost because it wasn't a lot of communication in my family in terms of that. And that's where my aunt was doing some research. And then I was, I haven't done any real research on my family per se, just you know, I'm just kind of going off of what my aunt told me. But it, it is cool to know that we do have family that's from St. Kitts and Nevin. Mm. And in junior high, when they asked that question, a lot of kids around me are, they were from, or their parents 
were from either St. Vincent, Jamaica, Trinidad and Tobago, St. Lucia, you know, and I guess because of that, I felt like I didn't have a lot, like something was empty. And this is me feeling this as a kid. So I think as I, as I got older and I'm talking to my aunts about it and everything, like, okay, so a lot of our family is from the South, where I know my dad is from the South, from Alabama. Hmm. But my great, my grandfather is from Philly, but I think his, if I remember correctly, his parents are from the South. I just don't know what state. And it kind of grew as an interest for me to like really try to trace back. And this is before 2022 or 24 and me, the little DNA stuff. Oh, 23 and me. Yeah. <laughs> Not it being sponsored. <laughs> It was before all those DNA type of kits came out because uh, mm-hmm. I know they, they're still fairly recent. So that was before all of that came out. And, you know, I'm just asking questions. That's the best way that I could really find out about my lineage was just asking questions. Mm-hmm. And I know that because the male side of my family is from the South, now I got to find out where their lineage was, be- you know, before slavery. Because, you know, the South and all of that and in this country's history. So I just try to figure that out. So for me, as an adult, I feel like my culture is very important because I'm still trying to really find my lineage. And it's like I was telling you off the podcast that, you know, culture was something, culture and our heritage, it was just something that we had to create through survival. Just the fact that, you know, herbalism and, uh, tailoring and and dancing and just music in general like a lot of these things that that was done during and after slavery it it became part of our culture like between jazz music blues r&b hip-hop and that that's a whole music genre right there and then you have dance then you have kwanzaa like some people celebrate kwanzaa and that was that was created like you have a lot of these things that's in our culture and it became part of our culture in North America because it was made out of survival. It was made out of just us learning or trying to learn where do we derive from. Mm. So, and this is just through my research of just trying to work on paintings and stuff. So it was just my, my, my motivation to really find out where did our family derive from whether it was from the West Indies or it was from the, like before slavery, just because a lot of that gets lost. A lot of that gets lost. So it's like, we're just trying to find that out. But it means a lot because I really do want to understand where we're from and just kind of, if I do have children someday, I do want to pass that on. But I, I have nephews, one is 10 and two. And well, the 10, the 10 year old is about to be 11 on Tuesday. Currently. So. <laughs> yeah, currently at this currently time 10 space. years old. Like in, in three days, he'll be 11. But, you know, I, I would like to pass on that culture to them, like how my aunt did that with me, my artsy aunt. Like she's very Afrocentric as well. And that's where I got the whole just, just celebrating who you are as a person. Like I got that from her. Like I learned a lot of. African-American history from her. I learned a lot of that from my sister. I just, it's just like, again, that support system is strong. Like I, I learned a lot of it from my aunt 
and for my mom and just the fact that it's like that's something I want to be a part of like I want to be I want to do something to actually be a part of this culture that we have like I was in a jazz band that's how I got into jazz I was playing the flute sometimes I like to sing for fun like I, I like those things but I also like the idea of flowers and gardening and all these like all these things come to us as a culture and I want to dive more into that especially as I get older like this is something that makes me feel whole in a way because it's it's kind of connecting me to my ancestral roots at least the the roots that I that I I am that I am aware of it kind of connects me like reconnects me back to those roots and and where I can go like even painting painting is not just painting, but just art in general was in my family. So just to do something and kind of continue on that is just me reconnecting with my ancestors and just try to, you know, pass that along. Because again, a lot of our stuff was stripped during slavery and the stuff that we do now afterwards, it became part of our culture. It became a part of our lineage, our heritage, and just the idea of of being a part of something it's, it's a great feeling just just to be try to be a part of something and it makes you feel whole at least from, from my experience oh girl <laughs> that was an entire thesis and I hope y'all picked that up like I'm hoping y'all play this back when y'all feeling lost about your own heritage and culture because oh man why mm-mm. where have you been all my life okay <laughs> Question number three, because we we got three more. Question okay. <laughs> number three, who inspired you to be the way that you are other than yourself? My mom, my sister, like the women in my family. <laughs> it kind of ties back to what we were talking about earlier, right? So it's, yeah. it's basically my family. That was the starting point. And then the people I've met throughout my life my friends, the artists that I've met throughout my life during convention tours when I was just spectating. A lot of those people that I've met, even through social media, I've met some of them and they were just like the nicest people. They would give me tips, tricks. And this particular artist, shout out to Sia Oum. That's my mentor, my sensei. Uh, <laughs> shout out, shout out, please shout out but she she's my sensei and I met her through the sheer love of Michael Turner like the artist behind Aspen mm-hmm. and the artist behind Fathom but Aspen was his company before he passed away but we we had a, a love for his work and I think that's what had us click together and I was just a budding artist and she was already working in Aspen I think she still works she still, she still is an artist for the Aspen Publishing Company, but just learning from her, like just artist tips and, and just he, like just being in her truth, being in her presence. And she's such a sweet person. Just learning from her, I've, I've learned a lot. She was my foundation for art uh, in terms of like getting professional because mm-hmm. that, that goes to my artsy aunt. Like she was the foundation, like her and my family was the foundation of me getting into art. But Sia was, the starting point for me wanting to take it seriously like me really wanting to like either do comic book art or do concept or do like just painting in general just just all our art just 
she was just starting from like, hey, you are good. Like, these are the tips. And I, she's always open for me to ask questions. If I have a whole bunch of questions, she's always available for, to answer. I think when I first started, I showed her some of my work in terms of what I was struggling with, and she will point me in the right direction. Yeah, she's just a sweet person all around. Please, could you like spell out their name? I'm going to try to link them into this as yeah. well, like so that they um, can recognition. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's S-I-Y-A-O-U-M. Okay. Yeah, like a website and everything, and Instagram. Uh, think her that. her website is Sia Owen. Okay. Animation, I but I think on on Instagram is just Sia Owen. Okay. So she's a fantastic artist. She is a wonderful person. I I've talked to her online. And I only met her once in person, mm-hmm. but throughout the conversations, the early conversations that we always had about art and and just me, you know, being the budding artist that I was, just asking questions, and she was always open to, to you know, kind of give her knowledge and everything, and just, she's an all-out awesome person, like, she's very awesome, she's a fantabulous art artist and everything, hmm. um, and then I, there's a lot of other artists that I came across that became my mentors in, in certain other aspects, like inking and in perspective and just painting and you know it's it's just so many other people and then I come across other artists that's just like really into just painting whatever they want and like just painting how they feel like I, I know that I've met Afua Richardson oh yes oh my gosh yeah, like I met her Ooh. and like she does the book of myrrh I think it's a it's a book of myrrh but it's an Aquarian Aquarius thing I'm like oh my god this speaks to me because it says Aquarian and it's water and it's mermaids and all of these other things (laughs) but it's just how she tackles her artwork and it inspires me and I was fortunate enough to meet her one convention and she again I'm just coming across the most sweetest people like they are so sweet and she was really sweet she's like hey sis (laughs) <laughs> it was like just so sweet and just just welcoming and I was fortunate to meet so many artists on social media and the convention floor and they were just so nice yeah. so nice and you deserve like, that like male female black white Asian Latinx like like indigenous like all all these people from different walks of life I just they're so nice so kind people they they are willing to give out their knowledge of how certain things work in the art world how um whether you're doing a different genre of art they just they still give out their their tips and everything they're just really nice people you know I'm just I'm inspired by them I'm inspired by my friends on on another level where I'm allowed to I can't say allow but mm-hmm. everybody accepts me for being myself and I I, as I, you know, I'm just happy to be myself. Like I'm actually happy with myself Mm. and taking care of myself. And that's something that my, my friends always remind me. That's something that you guys always remind me is that like, take care of yourself. Just like, just play a game. Do you want to play a game? Let's play a game. And that's, that's Java Chan all the time. Shenanigans? Yeah, let's do some shenanigans. I can, I can go for, for some craziness today. (laughs) You know, but it's always just just fun being around you guys and 
I feel like I belong and it's nothing awkward and yeah. it's just us being crazy and, and just talking about comics talking mm-hmm. about art talking about the world and how crazy we are right now like how the crazy situations that we are in right now and even before then and all of that but it's just the fact that we can just talk about these things and it's fun it's nothing awkward it's, it's very inclusive it's very like come on in we have some stuff to talk about today mm. you know what I mean? and, and let's some food eat. and <laughs> some food like it's always food <laughs> It came up like, and that was natural, just us saying that at the same time too. And food, like, let's just discuss this food. Mm-hmm. And food. So it's like gaming, all of that. I remember we were in our group chat and Bleak was like, I don't, you know, I'm not much of a gamer. I know me and me and you were like, no, you lying. Bye. <laughs> we see you on the PSN all the time. You lying. <laughs> I'm not a gamer. Okay. And I don't like to eat and breathe at the same time. What? Shut up. <laughs> Yeah, silly. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I remember that. So, and that just happened like what two weeks ago. Like we yeah. just looking at each other like, really? <laughs> Use a lot. I'm sure Kia looked at that too and was like, "Boy, bye." Let <laughs> me put this phone down before I go off on him. <laughs> but that's what I mean is that we can be silly and just be, you know, our authentic selves and just like laugh and cry if we need to cry and just mm-hmm. like be like look right if we want to you know but right times right and we're like yo are you busy let's do a zoom talk since we can't see each other right now like yo we need to talk I was like what happened do I need to be small be someone up for you yeah. <laughs> like that's gotta... always my question like do I do I do I need to grab my katana do I need Right. Like I mean, not to say that I do have one. This is imaginary katana. This is all in the digital space. We're not all in the digital violence. space. No, we're not. <laughs> only it's on our all, video games and only just just the video games. Like, but it's like, okay, what happened? Who who do I need to look at in side eye? Mm. <laughs> but in real life, though, we will pop up. Like, um, I'll pull up two masks deep, two mm-hmm. masks on. We gotta mm-hmm. we gotta do something. And I'll be like the support person. Like, be, let's go off with some ice cream. Ice cream yeah. always makes everything better, but you know, with with the little thing behind my back, like, mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm. yep, just no, this is just for protection, you know, just in case anything else decides to come your way, I got you. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not unprepared. Like, mm-hmm. uh, we here. Like, I have ice cream in one hand, and just like a side eye in the other. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. if I need to whip this side eye out, mm-hmm. it's gonna That's be the death of you. Yeah, exactly, a death gaze. <laughs> Dev case. <laughs> but that's but it, what I mean is that like just us just like like we're serious but we're not like we're, we're really serious but then we're not but then you know that's just how we are because we always looked out for each other so mm-hmm. it's like you know so I'm, I'm just like I'm just in that space it's like I'm just really happy <laughs> yeah. oh I just I just got a notification that Lord Kabuto is currently going live so I'm just like oh He's not in the conversation, but he totally is in the conversation. Question number four. What's a bad trait of yours that you want to defend? Again, another hard question because I can't even think of any. (laughs) I can't think of it. I guess, I guess overthinking, like I want to get rid of it, but then I don't because I, it makes me more aware, more self-aware of how I 
talk to people or how I respond to people. It's mostly me responding because I don't really talk much. Don't let this podcast fool you. I don't really mm. talk much. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's more, I guess it's more about how I respond to things and to people in general. I try to be more mindful, but sometimes my overthinking can go into overdrive where I drive myself crazy, anxiety happens, and then I get sad. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, so it's like, no, but then overthinking can be a good thing because in hindsight, artists do tend to overthink because they really think about their process. They're thinking about their voice. How can they express themselves on paper, canvas, rock, you know, rock as in, because, you know, a lot of people, they do murals. Like, how can they express themselves on this chosen canvas that they have and you know they tend to overthink these things and stuff like that so that could be a good thing too I think where it's like you know it's just you have to be mindful of what your voice is like how you're 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 talking to people and how you're conveying your ideas your opinions your it's a healthy dose of you just being mindful but the downside to that would be you going into overdrive and, it, and to the point it kind of drives you off where anxiety or depression or, or any of, the, of those other conditions happen. So it's like you kind of have to be careful with that. Like that's something I want to get rid of, but it's something I don't want to because it can also be beneficial. Yeah. Well, that's why the question's there because I'm like, it's it could be good, it could be bad, but you know, it overall makes you who you are and Mm -hmm. I I like to recognize those things yeah especially when it came to the main the origin of this question was job interviews when they're like well what's your strengths and what's your weaknesses and I would say the things but then at the same time like well I kind of needed that yeah weakness for you but it could be a strength for me right because it's something I know how to overcome or it's something I can use to my advantage Mm mm-hmm so that's why girl look (laughs) so I made it question number five what do you not have patience for and why oh I have to think about that because I'm I'm usually patient pvp yeah player versus player brought the ugly side of me I'm just here cursing I'm getting aggressive and that's not me at all but it's all in good fun because it's like I'm not being serious about it. But it's like ah, rah, 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 rah. So I guess it's just like when I'm playing uh, an FPS, like a first-person shooter, I tend to get a little impatient because I'm just trying to get because you know you tend to panic when you're playing certain games that's a little bit faster than what you're used to. I have played Call of Duty before. I just don't deal with the the PvP aspect of that because it's not that great for me. But I like to play the story part of Call of Duty, but I don't even play Call of Duty anymore. These days, it's just Destiny. But Destiny is pretty good with their their player versus player. You you do encounter some people, some players that are really aggressive, and that's because that's the main portion of the game that they play. So I don't fault them for that. I was like, you know what? This person probably spent 100 hours in this particular section of this game while I only spend about maybe two hours every time I do play play it in it so I would say that where it's like I just tend to panic (laughs) and when I panic I don't get patient because I'm too busy panicking (laughs) oh my god yeah 
And I guess when I'm painting, like if I'm dealing with a, a wet medium, like I, my main medium is watercolors, but if I'm using like wash or if I'm using like acrylics, acrylics dry really fast, but you know, depending on the temperature of my room, it'll take a little longer to, to dry. So sometimes I will like go over layers and then I kind of overwork it because I'm not being patient enough. So that's something for me as a painter, I have to work on my patience, especially when it comes to like watercolors, because once a layer is wet and you try to apply a new fresh paint down, if it's not the intended look that you're going for, you want to go for something dry, you have to have patience. It's going to mm. take some time for this paper to dry for you to put a new layer on. So I like, and that's weird because I'm a painter. I should know better, right? But sometimes, sometimes I just want to like, I get really into the zone and then it's just, and then when you, when you dry, when you're waiting for it to dry, it, it's, it's kind of takes you out of the zone. And I think that's why I was a little impatient with my painting sometimes. Um, so, and yeah, and I don't use hairdressers. I just, you know, hair dryer, I said hairdresser. I don't use hair dryers. I, I, I assumed just, that's what you meant, but I was like, no, yeah. no, what if that's an art term? Like, I don't know. No, I don't use hair dryers. I just like, I use it, but then it becomes very, cause I have a very small space. So it becomes cubism, becomes mm. too much. But I, I, I work by my window. So I just kind of let the natural air dry and it kind of takes me out of the zone because it makes me stop working to wait for it to dry. So it takes me a little longer to get back into the zone of what I was doing. So that's something that I have to work on for mm. me. But it's it's not overly crazy like playing player versus player in Destiny because <laughs> like, of me panicking. <laughs> oh, and and I I love that because I I'm not a person that is very patient when it comes to those aspects either, especially with mm. player versus player. I'm not really a competitive person, so yeah, I've only done those games when I'm playing with friends, and I'm like, yeah. All right, we're gonna play, but I'm not I'm not gonna be the the number one sharpshooter of the group. I'm going to die a yeah. lot. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's like that. I kind of learned that about myself last year when I started playing Destiny. And then I started playing with Jabba. I started playing with Lord Kabuto. And then I started playing with my friend that introduced me to it. And I realized, like, yo, I, I'm a little competitive, a little bit when mm. it comes to this game. Not, not hardcore, but I'm a little competitive. Like, at first, I'm like, you know what? We had a good match, but if that match was so terrible, I'm like, nah. We gotta play another match. <laughs> if we're Let's still losing this, yeah, like if we're still losing this next match, I don't care if we win or lose the next match as long as we had a good match, like a one that's kind of neck and neck, where we are giving them a run for their money too. Because that last match was not it. <laughs> mm, it was trash. Basura. It was, it was super trash. Super basura. <laughs> so when it comes to that, I'm like. You know, yeah, and then I guess the more I played it, the more I became a little more competitive. Where I was like, nah, nah, I don't like this. And then when I do get hits off, and when we do win, I'm like, yay, I'm happy now. We can move on. <laughs> we're back in the zone. I love it. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, like, nah, we're we're back in the zone. We're good. I'm good. <laughs> nice. I appreciate and I love your honesty for these not easy questions i appreciate that those and are hard <laughs> they they were i mean i took time to yeah. curate these questions because i'm waiting i'm really waiting for someone to pick different hard, hard mode i'm waiting for yeah. someone to pick hard mode no one has yet i feel like with 
the amount of guests that are going to come up that someone's going to pick it. And I'm just, and I don't like you seen, I give you the form in advance. Yep. I don't tell you the questions. Yeah. Like, if people with enough episodes, you're going to know mm-hmm. by now, which questions, because as of right now, I'm not changing them. I really do enjoy that. I purposely don't tell you so that you can yeah. think on your feet about, about the answers. So, but I love it. I, I love it. it Cause it creates conversation. So I love yeah. it. And yeah. it's just funny. It's like for intermediate, this is hard, but it's okay. Cause I like the questions. <laughs> but can you imagine what the hard questions are then? If this, I is mean, you? the next, the next podcast, whoever comes on next and they choose hard. I, I can't wait to listen. See? And I'm and I that's I'm like I got a list of people and I'm like man I really hope they pick hard like someone picks hard but it's okay like I'm just grateful that you even wanted to choose them I mean it's part of the form so you know. yeah I mean I always choose intermediate whenever I'm playing a game anyway so it was a natural selection for me like I pick I pick intermediate I can't pick easy it, I guess it depends on certain games I will pick easy but for the most part I will pick intermediate because it's like I want to not only just chill because you know when you're picking easy you're picking it so that way you could just chill and enjoy the story of course of course. and stuff so you don't have to really worry about battle systems or anything like that you just want to chill out have a drink with you have some some snacks and then just listen to the story like play play the story yeah for me I just like intermediate because I want to enjoy the story but I also want to like kind of put my not put skills to the test but more like just I want to see how how this is like I want to see how the rest of the game is but then again I grew up playing games that went that started off easy and then it went off into intermediate and then it goes off hard so I'm always playing those games that don't give you that choice it's just this is a game that's it i.e Final Fantasy because Final Fantasy is like that once you play the game it starts off easy because you're learning how to play it and you're getting they're introducing you to the story and then it goes into intermediate and then the hard modes are when your side quest comes in. Oh, side so, quests. yeah, those side bosses come in. Those are the tough ones. And that's when you can choose whether to do that or to just play straight through the story. Because it usually goes from easy to intermediate anyway through an RPG story. So I'm so mm-hmm. used to doing that. But now games have that choice. A lot of games have those three choices, whether you just want to chill and, and listen to the story or play the story, or if you want to have some challenge and still enjoy the story, or you just or hard it's like yeah you're enjoying the story but you really want to test your skills and I'm like well I like to just do a little challenge and enjoy the story like I like to you know rack my brain about certain puzzles but not too hard (laughs) yeah anybody got time for that right (laughs) well thank you thank you thank you thank you I think I might see a save point in the distance so yeah is it a crystal it might be. I think we got to go over there and, and find out. I like so. shiny things. I also love shiny things. <laughs> Let me go ahead and see. Let's let's go walk over there. Okay. And now we've reached the safe point. Oh my God. Today. <laughs> this day. This whole episode. Like, wow. Like, wow. I'm just so grateful that you were able to have the time. This Kofefe is still out here running rampant. Super rampant. And I have wanted you to be on this show, to be on this podcast for so long. And I'm just so grateful that you 
answered and you're here like just thank you thank you for being here well thank you for having me I had a lot of fun I can't take any all of this credit like again I want to give credit where credit is due Tinktastic over here completely helped me conceptualize this podcast obviously I wouldn't even be in the podcast game if it wasn't for you know the hungry bleak uh, literally it's because of wonderful souls like you that are making life better for everyone. And I know that it's, it, people don't really get to say these words, but in the time of Kofefe, I'm trying to say every gosh darn thing I can say to everybody while we have breath in our lungs mm-hmm. and in our clear minds to think that truly, I think whoever you believe in, but I believe in God. I thank God for you. I thank God for your family, for Lord Kabuto and all the people that have been in our lives because literally we make each other better. And and it's not, it never has been. I know this is a video game podcast. And like I said earlier, I'm not competitive, but the way I feel about all of you, this isn't a competition. This isn't where we're trying to one-up each other. We're just trying to do what we've been put on this earth or whatever it is that we want to do. And I I thank God that he put me in on a path in life where I could have been like, yeah, let's just go to a convention and who knows. And then it's like, wow, I met one of the best people I could have ever met in my entire life there. Uh Uh-huh. I feel the same way. Like, like I feel the same way where I went through my 20s just really trying to figure myself out and 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 really learn about people because again I was very shy so I didn't really know how to approach people I didn't know how to talk to people I didn't know how to keep a friend how to how to how losing friends and like I had this whole experience of people experience called life Mm -hmm. and you know I'm still learning as I go you know we're still we're we're still learning but I'm very appreciative that I've met you too like I keep asking you that whole day where have you been all my life you know but (laughs) right (laughs) exactly and it's like I'm thankful to you I'm thankful to Kia Bleak my partner Lord Kabuto I'm thankful for Jabba Chan I'm thankful for my my best friends that I've met that's uh Tiger and and Tina Rose and and Yuffie and you've met Yuffie, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so, you know, like, I'm very thankful for them being in my life. And I'm thankful for the people that I've met throughout my journey as an artist. I've learned a lot from them. I'm very thankful for the people that I've met through this whole Kofefe time, just being on podcasts and learning and, and just being thankful for everybody that are in my circle. And I'm thankful for the people I've met. You know, like, they, you guys taught me about friendship you guys taught me about being in my truth and that's that's something my sister was trying to ring home ever since we were little so mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like like I'm very appreciative during this time where you know we all should be helping each other we all should really be appreciative of each other and not fighting and not doing all these crazy things and unfortunately you have that and then fortunately you do have people in your life that's like hey as long as you're okay you're drawing breath and you're you're good and we we're glad to have you and that's what I've been getting is that that you know I feel so welcomed 
and feel like people care. As much as I care about people, I'm sorry, I felt like people are caring. Like they're returning that feeling to me. And it's like, I, I feel honored. I feel humbled that I do have you guys in my life. And again, I learned a lot from y'all. Like from you, I learned to just take joy in and just embrace in it. <laughs> like you're an ongoing lesson for me. Like, yes, just, just take, like, what would joy do in the situation? Go crazy. That's what we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Heck but, yeah. Right. So it's like, I'm just, like, I just learned so much and shout out to Kia too. Cause she mm. was also like, when we first met, we were all, we were like, you know, we're both artists and I learned a lot from her. I learned a lot of our business from her. So you know, she's, she's like my partner in crime with that one, whereas like she's, she taught me a lot about how to put your art out there, how to really, you know, kind of present yourself as not just an artist, but as a businesswoman. So she always gives me those tips and she's always, we're always going out to eat somewhere. And this is before we met y'all. So, (laughs) and then we just kind of made it into like a whole click, but which is like, this is awesome. Like the more, the merrier, like, and I'm an introvert. I'm so cool with just three people and I'm fine, but it's like six of us now, like five, five of us now, you know, it's six of us now, like five or six. And it's like, I am okay. I am okay with this because it's people that I vibe with. Mm. and I learned I learned again I learned what friendships are through you guys I learned who I vibe with and who I don't and the people I don't vibe with it's okay like we can still be friends but just be friends in a different genre like be friends with video games or be friends with art and that's it we could just talk about that that's okay no harm no foul but the people that's in your life for the whole duration of your life those those are people you truly vibe with and I've learned that in the last couple of years and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to everyone. It has no no idea, like a little tear. Like it just comes to my eyes when I think about everybody. Cause like I, like I truly do care about everybody cause I'm a humanitarian at heart. That's what Koreans are. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> are. Oh at least God. that's what I've been told. I've been told that I care a lot about people. And I was like, I guess I do. I just want to make sure that that people are okay. You know, I just want to make sure that everyone's all right. And that's as we should. Even before COVID happened, I I would always make sure that people are all good. Like I would muster up the courage and call people because for some reason I don't call anybody. <laughs> I just send texts like, hey, are you okay? <laughs> you're good. Making sure. You're good, <laughs> Yeah, you're good. All right. But then we need to be okay. We need to check up on you. And mm. that's why where is the more important question where can we find you on the interwebs where where's your your socials please plug everything who are you and where can people find you well I am mostly on Instagram as Shanae W25 S-H-A-N-E-E W25 on Instagram and my website is Shanae Williams Art that's squarespace.com so uh, that's S-H-A-N-E-E, Williams, uh, arts.squarespace.com. And that's where all my art and all my stuff is there. <laughs> my painting, little sketches, and like just a little biography about me there. All, all that stuff. 
<laughs> I love how when you proceeded to talk about yourself, all the police were like, yes, yes, queen. Yes, God. I was about to say, my block is hot right now. <laughs> all the sirens popped. They're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's not even a coincidence. It's not even purpose. It's just pure coincidence. <laughs> I'm like, dang, they are hyping you up real hard back there. <laughs> it's just my block being hot right now. It's an everyday thing. <laughs> yes. It's just a coincidence. Big facts. I'm like, okay. It was it was pretty chill like this whole time. And then when she goes to talk about herself, it's like, oh, and here they come. Oh, and okay. the funny thing is I normally don't talk about myself. <laughs> Look, you need to do that more in this in this year. Okay. As we continue to push past this cofefe. Yes, ma'am. Pick ourselves up. Okay. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So thank you, Shanae W25, for playing with me today. Thank you so much, players, for listening. And until next time, exit game. game.